Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Well, all right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Hop Grenade. Or if you're just driving along in your car, welcome to your car. <laughs> so you're uh, listening to the program. Another fine session. It's our post-Thanksgiving session, uh, which is always fun because we get to talk about how we gorged ourselves over the holidays. Sure. Uh, you know, different than other weeks. We're very conservative around here. We don't normally overeat. No. Or overdrink. <laughs> no, never. No. That never. We don't over anything. No. Except for maybe work. We never overwork. Well, and overachieve. <laughs> yeah, we don't, no, that's over, true. we don't overachieve and we yeah. don't overwork. Right, ever. E- either of those things. <laughs> Kim Shimke's here. Maybe she overachieves uh, every now and then. You gotta I have, pretend to. You do? Yeah. Just a little? It's just a facade. Okay. <laughs> She's stellar all the time. We right. had this conversation before the show. Right. She, her normal baseline is stellar. Oh. That so delightful. Then delighted. delighted. Wow. But to me, that's but a reversal. But delighted, not delightful. I can be delightful. How about the lovely? I haven't seen that yet. The lovely? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a song? Delightful. I think that's the name of a football player. The lo- lovely, the <laughs> lovely Johnson. The yes. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's Jamarcus's brother. <laughs> oh shit. The lovely. <laughs> yeah. You haven't met him. No. All-star no, player, to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the program. Uh, it's good to be back. We had an off week uh, last week. We have an off week every week. We're trying honest. to. Uh, this might be an off week also. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that next week is also an off week. Is uh, it really? Yeah. It oh, wow. It's the, uh, the local homebrew club is having their annual uh, Christmas party. 
So nice. they uh, were a sponsor of it here at the Brewing Network. We donate some things to give away. And that local club, Doe's, has been so good to us over the years that I, always, I just like to go to their Christmas party. Yeah. So they asked well in advance, hey, could you please take the night off? Because Tasty's a part of it. Uh, Doc is a part of it. Yeah. And if we're doing a show, they're, they're stuck here. And uh, So we'll be off next week for the Doe's uh, Christmas party. Great. Um, but, uh, hey, we're, we're here this week. And, and what more could you ask for, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, besides being here next week. You can't ask right, for that. Yeah. That we show up every once in a while, I think, is about the most you could ask for here yeah. at, the, at the BM. I do want to thank our wonderful sponsor, More Beer, right here in Concord. They share the same city as we do here at the Hop Grenade. Uh, morebeer.com uh, is where you can find them on the web. And as you know, they've been our sponsor since, uh, well, I think before the beginning of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, the earth was still cooling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's basically before Regan was uh, had, had retired. Yeah. Yeah. So Regan basically was born then in his uh, prenatal years. Right. Well, actually, that's not born. Br. But. We're <laughs> right. they they've been a sponsor since before Regan. Right. Br. Uh, so we want to thank them. Uh, go, you can thank them, too, uh, with your hard-earned dollars by shopping for your homebrew ingredients or equipment over there. Just go to morebeer.com and check them out and, and thank them for us, uh, for bringing you this session and every session. And I know it, it rings true to them. They, they love hearing that stuff. Even if you're, you know, when you're placing orders, you know, drop a little note in the comment section. Everyone in customer service loves to see that stuff. They send it up to Chris and Olin to read. Um, it's, a, it's a big deal, and, and it really pumps them up and makes them feel good about, um, you know, working customer service, which no one likes to do. <laughs> Nobody so, has fun doing that. Yeah, thank them. <laughs> All right, well, we got a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, we've got Bike Dog uh, Brewing Company in the studio with us from Sacramento. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, I'm having uh, the, my first Bike Dog beer ever right now yeah. uh, in my glass. It's their Mosaic Pale Ale, mm. and it's, it's awesome. And I've heard nothing but good things about this brewery, so I'm stoked to have them in here tonight. So we'll be talking to them. And uh, Kim, you're from Sacramento, right? Born and raised in Sacramento. I yep. knew there was something extra white trashy about you when I, when <laughs> I met you. Something a little You're off. having visions of the cowbell when the Kings were playing the Lakers, aren't you? <laughs> that is yeah. not who we are all the time. Are you sure? Well... <laughs> Just I do own a cowbell, but, you know. Yeah. You're from Sacramento, so you must be excited about this brewery. Oh, I'm so excited. And I've actually been to their location in West Sacramento uh, November of last year, so almost a full year ago, and they've expanded in the meantime. Oh, yeah. Already. Already. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, and also there's there's not a lot of... Uh, amazing beer in Sacramento. Well, at least there wasn't as of two years ago. That's true. Um, a lot more has gone in, and uh, Bike Dog is amazing. Their milk stout is really, really good. Their wheat beer was the first beer that I ever had of theirs, and I really enjoyed that one as well. Okay. Well, we've got their milk stout on tap. We've got the mosaic pale on tap. I'm not sure. I think we have a third one on, too. I'll ask the guys what that is. But if you want to come down to the Hop Grenade tonight, or I, I assume sometime this week, we'll still have the beer on tap. You can yeah. try it right down here in Concord, or, or go support them uh, up in Sacramento. Yeah, they have a cool little tasting room, foosball table. You've been there, too. I've been there, too, yeah. Okay. Dog-friendly. Do they allow Very spinners? dog-friendly. Yeah, they're all dog-friendly, which is fine, I guess, <laughs> if you like dogs. But I ran fools on the foosball table. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I think Beardy asks a valid question. What was it? Do they allow spinners at the foosball table? No, well, I don't think it's house. Well, if if look, if they know what they're talking about, then they shouldn't allow spinning because it's not in the it's not in regulations, man. But, it's not in the rules. But you do they have spin. the annoying sign that everybody should just know? Because some people have a really obnoxious that says no, no spinning. spinning sign. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm so oh, glad we don't man. have a foosball table here at the Hop Grenade. <laughs> I'll sell you to, one. You so want I don't have to hear assholes like Beardy asking don't spin. about what? No spinning. Well, yeah. what, I mean, hey, as if you're afraid you're going to get kicked out, sir. 
I saw you spin. <laughs> get the fuck out. You are out. You cannot get in here. You can't, but I'm drinking. I'm just having fun with my Can friends. They don't care if I imagine spin. imagine JP and Beardy playing like video games together and having a disagreement? Because I'm imagining it. It's great. <laughs> How would it sound? A lot like, like we just did. <laughs> Why would we ever disagree on anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're cut from the same cloth. Right. Good the same blind, pasty, pudgy cloth. <laughs> Cancer-ridden <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Oh, they soon. get out their guidebooks, their pocket guidebooks, which I'm sure are the same. Yeah. <laughs> There's like standard video gaming. Well, mine's is in this Braille. Not correct, is this and- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Now, I was talking to the Bike Dog guys just for a minute before the show, and they were asking if they're the first Sacramento area brewery on. And the truth is no, but they're the first one that still exists. And I basically told the them first? we used really? to have Peter Hoey on the show quite oh, a bit. Oh, that's right, in the Odenata. Early days. Odenata, but yeah. before that, he was also with Rubicon. Rubicon, that's still, around. still around. Uh, yeah, Rubicon's, Rubicon's still around. Rubicon's still there. Yeah, but without Peter Hoey, I feel like that. <laughs> uh, doesn't count. Actually, yeah. I don't know. I haven't had their beer in They're years. making some, some solid beers, oh, so good. for sure, yeah. Monkey yeah. Knife Fight. Okay, all right. So then Rubicon, if they still exist, they're the first. And, <laughs> they uh, do. Yeah, they still do. I can do. promise you. I mean, if you tell me they exist, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll... Uh... Allegedly exist. <laughs> no, nothing against uh, Rubicon. So then they would be uh, the second or third uh, Sacramento brewery. But the first one we've had on in really in years. So it's nice yeah. to see some new breweries popping up out there, and, and, and we're happy to have Bike Dog in here. So come on down and try their beer. We'll be talking to them in just a, a few minutes. So, hey, how was your – did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Did anybody have a, a special beer or something over the weekend that uh, is worth mentioning? Did you guys go out? Celebration, and- man. That's all I've been drinking. Since Sierra Celebration? Out. Yeah. And then I found out not only is it an IPA, which goes everything against everything I stand for in life, just in general, yeah. but it's almost 7%. It's funny that, yeah, you yeah. have been ranting so long about that, yeah. but almost as long as you've been claiming that Celebration is one of your favorite beers of the year what a contradiction it's you a are. conundrum wow. i don't know what to say <laughs> yeah it is a conundrum you are uh, the most interesting man <laughs> yeah in the universe thank you very much uh we have it on tap here unless it kicked uh but i was drinking it here just the other uh over the weekend myself uh a bit of celebration i still can't believe it's 6.8 percent. i just can't it doesn't drink like that no it's it's, it's nice a tasty beer for sure it hangovers like that but it doesn't drink like that. <laughs> yeah which well i have different. self-control so i cut off about three or four <laughs> and i don't get that anymore justin thank you now well, doesn't everybody like go out and buy special bottles to share and stuff for thanksgiving that's yeah. what i normally do yeah, I did. Oh, yeah? Mm. what would you have moscow uh, well we actually did a um one of my favorite things to do when you're really uh going after it is uh do the uh big you know like imperial stout and then sour and switch back and forth because the big malt beer after one glass, I'm ready for sour, clear that palate, yeah. and then switch right back. So I had a 50-50 uh, Bart, barrel-aged, really tasty, and then we had a little Cantillon Classic Goose. Oh, wow. And then we switched to the Drake's Jolly Roger, yeah. Imperial Stout, and then we went to Rare Barrel Home Sour Home, Jeez. and uh, that was that was the night, basically. Moscow, you did it right. Yeah. That's a nice night of beer. Not to mess around. And then you passed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, somewhere somewhere in the middle of the uh, of the Jolly Roger, I was face down in the beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jolly Roger is one of those beers that I really enjoy, but it sneaks up on me more than almost any other beer on earth. I have, you know, a couple pints, and then I, wow, what happened to me? <laughs> I'm naked. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that one's, it's good. I think we're going to have that on tap soon here. What about you, Beardy? Um, What'd you do? Um, well... I've been stocking up on uh, Heater Allen's Pilsner that you've had here in bottles. I love that at the Pils. Hop Grenade. And That's good pills. I brought some home actually for the holiday too. I had the pills uh, with dinner. Yeah, I 
I uh, surprised uh, my wife when I turned out having three of bottles of the Pilsner in the fridge. I'd just been bringing home one week at a time yeah. and then hiding the other ones. Yeah. So that way it's just like, oh, I have only have one. That's really weird. <laughs> and by she Thanksgiving, buy well, until I kept drinking it all day, she uh. kind of figured it out. Um, She's smart, that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> about about keeping track of what you're doing to fuck up. That's true. She yeah. does keep track of me. <laughs> We um, need to get Heater Allen on the show, I think. We yeah, do. We do. Their beer's Definitely. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and that pills blew me away. Where are they from? Uh, McMinnville, Oregon, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And I think it, it's a, a father and daughter brew team. Okay. At least initially it was. I don't know what they're at now, but yeah. Um, their Pilsner is fantastic. I've had their Oktoberfest. Um, their Kolsch is right here. Just got tapped here. Is their um, Oktoberfest Bobtoberfest? Yes. Yeah. I brought home a bottle, but I didn't crack it open yet. It's I haven't, tasty. I haven't got opened that one yet, but I just was hitting their Pilsners okay. on the holiday. You great. brought, last time you were in Oregon, last year, I think, you brought some Pilsner home, or it was a Hellas, I think. Last year? Yeah. Pilsner, probably. Pilsner. Oh, God, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah I've been searching. I mean, you can't, now you can get it down here, but for a while, right I here? just couldn't really get it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Once I saw it here, I've just been... Buying okay. a every time I'm here, it's, no, it's your fault. You know, it's funny, right? I am running. I'm running you guys out. Yeah, Peter Allen Pills. Yeah. I, I searched. Um, I was like, I think someone recommended them before, so I searched my email. It's from Beardy, suggesting oh, Beardy. Right. Hey, yeah. hey, you guys. You know, you could always just talk to Scott. <laughs> yeah, I'm right here. Beardy. Oh, I've mentioned it to him, <laughs> and also uh, huh? Jay from the Rare Barrel is a big fan of Peter Allen. Okay, yeah, and, I brought it up. And too. Jay and I were talking <clears throat> about it, and Scott was sitting at the bar, and Jay even yelled over at Scott. Hey, get Heater Allen on the show. Okay. Well. And that was a couple months ago. So just email me then, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> Again. Yeah. When did I email you? Uh, July 10, <laughs> 2010. Right. <laughs> Four years ago. What about you, Kim Shimke? What did you have over Thanksgiving? Uh, I brought Midnight Sun Treat, chocolate pumpkin porter. Oh, yeah. It's a dessert beer. Um, I also brought Hopworks, their winter ale. Oh, yeah. That's really good. I like them a lot. I've actually haven't had a lot of their stuff. Why are you laughing? You're talking Hopworks <laughs> Urban Brewery in in Portland. Portland yeah. Yes. How did you get the beer? You didn't buy it down here. I know someone. Uh, uh oh, you know. connected. Oh. I have a dealer. Connected. Okay. I, I know some people my who know dealer. Dealer. She oh, does live in dealer. Oakland, so. <laughs> She's like, I thought she was in Sacramento. I have a corner. I, I go to the corner and uh, I run them corners. And I'm like, hey, I run them things. What you got this week? <laughs> I've got some hub. Yeah. I got that icicle, baby. Yeah. Get that icicle before she melt, girl. <laughs> Get your hub on. Girl. Get your hub You're on. Like, I got some hub, baby. All right, I'll take a nickel of that. Make this be and, the center uh, of your night. Get your hub on. What else do you have? Got them hubcaps. Yeah. All right, make it a dime. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got three, baby, three. All right, so You're what else did you have? You're almost too good at this. I've been watching a lot of The Wire. Sure. That old show sure, on sure HBO. Exactly so you know, how, you know what's going on on the corner. I know, I know how to talk on the corner. I know how to run them things. You're, mm. you're binging on The Wire right now, and <laughs> yeah. it's affecting your speech. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> Terrence came over the other day, yeah. and I started talking to him like a, like a Baltimore street youth. <laughs> And then I eventually apologized and let him know that this is what I was doing. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really not this racist. I just, it's, I'm it watching television. racist so much as just, uh, it affected my speech pattern for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I did a lot of this. Like, you take your fist and you punch your hand a little bit. Like for just, emphasis. Yeah, you emphasis. Sure, it's like, like an Yeah, I'm doing this thing. Or you do, like, rub your hands together. And you go, you know, like, LL Cool J. Like, lick your lips a lot. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> Even saying, like, a lot. Not a lot, but a lot. Put an A in there for no reason Alan. at all. Yeah. Just get that accent going i fight I i've been know. listening there's this new station in the bay area that's um it's like a old school 
It's a bit of old school rap and R&B with a tiny bit of new stuff mixed in. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm listening to it, but I am. I'm listening to it all the time. <laughs> you still and, need to stay in touch with the youth. Right? And I find myself, my speech changes too, but the problem is it's like from the early 90s. Yeah. So I like it's, there's nothing cool about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dropping things like they're hot. Oh, you know? yeah, like, you yeah. Are. yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, well, no one, who says that <laughs> yeah. anymore? Uh, yeah, so it's I get the people. Uh, are I love that you have an internal yeah. debate yeah. about it. Right. I do. I talk to myself about it, and I'm like, "Why did you just drop it like it's hot?" And nobody yeah. does that. Come on, like, Jay Nizzle. Are, are you? <laughs> yeah, I call myself <laughs> right, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of different Izzles. Yeah. I got to go on the real tip right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real talk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did anybody cook for Thanksgiving? Uh, oh, yeah, I made yeah. the um, Sean Paxton's. IPA garlic mashed potatoes. Oh, that a boy! People uh, love those. I've, this is the third year. I, this is that's the only thing I need to do. So I ask uh, Taryn's aunt. This is where we all go and sup. So and, uh, celebration like, ale and IPA mashed potatoes <laughs> have now flown under the uh, IPA yeah. radar. I know. Okay, just checking. Oh yeah, do the keeping a tally and checking in. Good. I'm a farce. He does like wearing cardigans a lot. <laughs> Are you a hipster? Hmm. Oh, uh, look! I liked I garlic IPA mashed potatoes before they were cool. So <laughs> yeah, before anybody so knew about them. Wearing the glasses in the fedora. Uh, hey, the glasses are a genetic default. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you want fedora? from me? <laughs> What's your um, excuse for that? Covering up my other genetic <laughs> default. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all genetics. Two good excuses. Touché. Blame the jeans, girl. But yeah. I have a Motorhead shirt on, so that recovers some sort of street. <laughs> so the contradiction is alive. Right, Thank yep. you very much. Yep, yeah. Keeping it alive. I'm a walking contradiction. So anyway. you brought the IPA mashed potatoes yeah, that's, to dinner, and and. and uh, that's what Taryn's aunt goes. She says, uh, uh, she'd be all like, uh, you know, just bring that. That's all you need to do. Just bring your game. Yeah. And I'm like, I got this. Don't worry about me. Okay. I'm going to float on. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what he said. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's not a real thing. It, it means oh. he brought mashed potatoes to Taryn's family's Thanksgiving. <laughs> He got me right in there. Yeah. All right. I got you, boo. You never heard of float on by the floaters? Okay. No. <laughs> I got you, bae. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds great. What did you do? Uh, I cooked the turkey for the third or fourth year in a row. Yeah. How did and you I cook used it? to do actually Paxton's uh, beer brine, hmm. but now I do Paxton's beer brine without the beer yes. mixed with Alton Brown's uh, turkey brine. Mm, I put yes. those two together. I don't do the beer because a couple years ago I decided that it was too difficult for me to watch that much beer <laughs> yeah. go into a bucket uh-huh. that I couldn't drink. Right, from <laughs> yeah. when you were done with it. But, yeah. yeah, that and there there's some people in my family that don't need the alcohol flavors in their life anymore, and so mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just remove the beer. Well, they and, do need it. That's the, the problem. Well, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> right. the problem. Yeah. And so, I, uh, but you know what? I... I there are people who say brining does not make a difference in the turkey. What? There are and I am here to, Yeah, there are people. Oh, yeah. And I'm here to tell you, you, those people are idiots. There's still people who think we didn't land yeah. on the moon either. So. That's true. And Elvis <laughs> yeah. is alive. And you can do it for 24 to 48 hours. I've actually done it for 12 hours, as little as 12, because I got busy. And it mm-hmm. still works uh, yeah. just awesome. I've done the beer brine once. And I've talked to people who've done that same exact recipe. And the, you don't get a lot of beer flavor from it. So, so maybe it, I could go back to it. Yeah, well, and you're also wasting a lot of the beer. That I don't. That's right, the yeah, problem. Right. So that was my main. And issue. if you buy a bunch of good beer for it, and you're pouring it in this bucket, like you said, and it's like, well, you're still going to get the same flavors without the beer flavor. So, right. Let's not worry about it. Let's drink that beer, and uh, you know, make out in the closet. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, turkey. That's what I did. Nice. Yeah. Came out good. Did you bake it? Fry it? 
I, ba- I baked it. I, I brined it for 24 hours or so, and then I – and, you know, this probably isn't a trick to other people. It was a trick to me I learned just a year ago. Is, and then I, I, I bake it upside down, breast side down, not breast side up. Breast uh, side really? down. Okay, so with the spine up. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that way all of the drippage that happens is dripping through the breasts. I like it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay. I think it tends to not dry out as easy. Hmm. This year, I overcooked it temperature-wise ever so slightly. A piece of garbage. It still came out moist and not dry. I do wish I had stopped uh, earlier, um, but it just it cooked faster than I expected. I've been uh, spatchcocking a lot of chicken. I was going to oh, ask yeah. about that. And, and I hear that's like the way to go turkey-wise. Turkey? That's, that's the hipster way to cook poultry, I think. You're a piece now. of shit. Spatchcock. Well, spatchcock. Because you yeah. basically you, you cut the back out, cut the spine out, yeah. and you, you cut the little cartilage uh, uh, underneath the breast, and you flay it. You break it. Do you snap yeah. it down? So yeah, and then 2D you, turkey. You, yes, and then you flip it over, and then so you get the skin. All the fat goes through the meat at the same time. Everything mm. gets the same amount of mm. cooking. So let me get this right. You, you don't need you, to baste it. You smack it up, flip yeah. it, rub it down. Oh well, no! Well, the smacking oh. is optional. Yeah. Got it. But right. It's really more the flipping and cutting. Yeah. Yeah. The bird's gonna cook. This yeah. is what happens. It see the turkey seems too big to spatchcock. At least for my oven, you, know, you really yeah. spread it out that way. Well, so. you just get a, a big roasting pan yeah you know and then and then it but then, then also you don't need that clearance so for smaller ovens it works because you don't have that full size turkey you can cut at, that down by and half and at that point you can also grill it that mm. opens up opens up the grill yeah i did i did grill it i grilled uh two turkeys nice i didn't do that i didn't uh cut it open though you did them full oh. yeah i i flipped them a couple of times during the thing and you, you got to monitor it right because even with the burners on low yeah it's still going to overcook it so you got to kind of turn them off turn them on turn them off okay throughout the oh. afternoon but they came out beautiful oh, i love it mm. Thanksgiving dinner. It's so good. It is good. And I didn't overeat. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I tend to not do that because yeah. it takes so long to cook that I drink most of the day. Yes. So by the time it's dinner, uh, I'm like, oh, I've had- oh man, we were doing shots. Oh. And it was oh, wow. terrible. And yeah. But it was it was such a great meal. And you're like, uh, I'd rather honestly uh, eat normally and then take some home and yes. then have that leftover. Like last night, I had leftover pecan pie. Oh. And it was amazing. And it, to me, it tastes a lot better. Uh, in, know, than, in normal amounts. In, in normal amounts, <laughs> yeah. but over the course of a couple of days, because you yeah. get a lot of those flavors uh, reabsorbing into the meat um, and all that kind of stuff. And you know I like flavors. I love flavors. Mm, flavors so. are actually really the key to tasting stuff. I agree with you. what I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Don't you mean flavor? Isn't that how you say it? Yeah, what happened? Flavors. You know, that's that's <laughs> you're, that's a little racial, racially... Uh, racially charged. Yeah, racial. and I don't I'm really learning. appreciate that. It's, ra- it's racial. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I might be good until next year, though. I, I've eaten uh, Thanksgiving food for nine straight days. Yeah, that's... We, we did our friend's Thanksgiving that we hosted on Saturday 22. Okay. And then there was a ton of leftover, and I ate it all the way through. Then we hosted uh, my girlfriend's family, and I've just it's been nine straight days. That's what happens. What yeah, about the yeah. freezer? Is that uh, not an option? Uh, we, well, we filled the freezer, and then there was still so much left over. Yeah. Overflow. Well. Scott actually unplugged his freezer because he's a Jew, and he <laughs> right. was like, well, I mean, it's cold. I don't, we it's don't cold really outside. use it anyway. Yeah. And let's be honest, I'm never throwing out any food. So. <laughs> right. I, it's, it's really a walk-in closet now. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's where he keeps his hats. Well, since right. I got into sour beer, I figure mold's just part of the food now. Yeah, right? true yeah. that. Oh. All right. Well, let's get through just a few things. I'm glad it sounds like you all had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you for sharing your time with us. 
Um, here's a few announcements for you. Winter Brews Festival, save the date. It's January 24th. Uh, tickets will be going on sale soon, and um, you'll get a discount for buying before Christmas and then another discount just for buying in advance. So keep an eye out. Uh, I think our website is bnbrewfest.com, so uh, check that out. Um, it's not quite up to date yet, but save the date, Saturday, January 24th. There's nowhere else you need to be except right here in Toto Santos Park. I think we might even do a little VIP hour right here at the Hop Grenade before uh, the event. So if four hours of drinking in the park wasn't enough for you, (laughs) you could add a fifth by coming over here early. We'll let you know about all that uh, on thebrewingnetwork.com. Our ugly sweater shirt, our second annual yes. ugly sweater shirt. It's now going to be a collection, I think, uh, because we had we did it for the first time last year, and we've got a new one up right now. It's only for sale until December 7th. So go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash on tap, and you'll see it right there. You can click and buy. Uh, I believe uh, right after the 7th, we will produce them and ship them out as quickly as possible. This one features pooping reindeers. <laughs> and, you know... Who doesn't like that? What's more charming? Grenade pooping yeah. reindeers. Yeah, yeah. that's not just any yeah. poop. They're grenade poops. Right. Uh, hop grenade poop. The sizes run a little large. Last year, mine ended up being like a nightgown. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so For you me. were shirt cocking people all day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Assuming, right. And not spatch cocking, well, but not, shirt cocking. Not it's my different. nightgown. It's different. But Candy's nightgown. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, she was sure cocking people she all day. Was sure, yeah. Well, most Warren, of me. look. Put my hands up. <laughs> Warren, look. I'm in a roller coaster. Yeah, you're like, yes, Candy, I've seen yep. your penis. Uh, it's, right. Right. Yeah. it's great. It's huge. Yeah. Thank you. Right. All right. So, ugly sweater, just uh, brewingnetwork.com slash on tap. Uh, got a lot happening at the Hop Grenade uh, this week. Of course, we've got Bike Dog Brewing Company in tonight, so their beer will be on tap. Then on Wednesday, we've got Tahoe Mountain Brewing Company coming into the Hop Grenade to share some beer with us and talk about it. Oh, then yeah. on Thursday, we've got uh, Lucas Ohio. Remember oh, Lucas yeah. Ohio? Oh, wow. uh, he's been on the show, and he played Winterfest last year. He's going to come perform with the Lucas Ohio Trio here nice. on Thursday. And then on Friday, our friends up from Corvallis, Oregon Flat Tail Brewing Company is releasing their beer in our market here in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. Right here at the Grenade. They're doing their release party with us. Uh, so it's a busy week here at the Grenade and a lot of good beer happening. So you should come out and check it out. You can support the Brewing Network by shopping uh, on Amazon. You know, Christmas shopping, everything that you do. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage and then shop as you normally would. You won't even know we're there. Watching. (laughs) Waiting. Everything. That noise in the bushes, that's us. And so many of you people do it. We appreciate it. It's really just a great way to support us while you do your your normal shopping thing. And uh, December has uh, has usually done pretty well for us. You guys support us really well, so please continue to do so. When I was buying my uh, costume for JP's Christmas party, I clicked on the BN link yesterday. Thank you. I like it. Yeah. I like so it. I anticipate like a ballerina costume coming up as uh, this item of the week. <laughs> this the, week. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, what is our Amazon item of the week? Well, next week it'll be the uh, costume. This week yeah. it is AC Delco PF458G Professional Engine Oil Filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was $9.15. We made 73 cents. But I bring it up because I always wondered this. This is presumably somebody changing their own oil. Yeah. Why do people do that? Hmm. And I'm all for I wrench on my own car. I do it I, every I love day. it. <laughs> Every day he does it. Yeah. He's, he's very conservative. Yeah. It is. It's dirty once you start the car, right? 
Um, I guess I, I, here's, yeah. here's the point. There's a lot of things you can do on your car that would ultimately it's going to cost you 1100 bucks to do whatever, and it's a $90 part, and, you can, and I fully get that. But changing yeah. your oil, yeah. that costs 25 bucks. Well, and even if you know what you're doing, that's a two-hour process, and it's dirty. And why two, do people do that? Two you're, hours? You're leaving out one, <laughs> one You type. don't know what you're doing if it takes two hours. <laughs> How long does it take you? Uh, 20 minutes. 25 minutes. Half hour? Less than half an half an hour minimum or yeah. maximum. I'm a girl for sure. Yeah. So you're also leaving out one type of car owner, which is uh, people who own older cars that they don't trust. That so my Volkswagen, the Jiffy Lube does not know how to change the oil on a Volkswagen. Sure. So I have to do my oil on my 1979 Volkswagen. I see. And I think there are a lot of older people that uh, older people. Uh, <laughs> Older car owning oh, people, older people, older yeah. car owning people uh, that don't want to take their baby to the Jiffy Lube, right. where some eighteen-year-old idiot is gonna, you know, yeah. over tighten things. Or okay, whatever. I'll buy that. Well, there yeah. you go. I, I That's asked, my only. I asked the yeah. question. I, yeah. I, I wanted an answer, and I got one. Now my newer cars, though, there you go. like There's my the recap. my Honda goes to the Jiffy Lube every time. I don't care. Screw this thing up. Mm. Go ahead, try. It's a Honda. <laughs> right. Yeah, I did. I did my Honda for a, a couple of times, and then I'm like, it's twenty bucks. The yeah. fuck am I doing? That's, I could, that's all I'm saying. I could sit in my car and let the cokeheads down below. Yeah, yeah. Tighten my, and that's all they do. And it's twenty. It's an extra five dollars. Yeah, I yeah. took it to my friend's shop, and that's all they do is use meth and coke, and yeah. you know, wrench on your car and drink oil. It's weird. Yeah, but listen, well, I don't want. I don't let anybody who's not on meth or coke work <laughs> on my car because they're focused. Yes, and that's what I like, which is our problem. We're not super meth heads, right? But yeah. they're focused on the oil and not on the condition of your CV joints. <laughs> right. Check the boots for cracking. And well, that's well, you take it to a mechanic for that. Well, thanks for buying it, whatever you're doing. There you go. All right, subscribe and join the BN Army. Just hit the donate button on our homepage. If you become a recurring donor, you're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which qualifies you to win $100. We give it away every month, uh, and you can go spend it over at More Beer. We thank them for sponsoring that. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and... And then uh, send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback. At thebrewingnetwork.com. JP, do we have a uh, Twitter game? Yes. Twitter games brought to you today by our good friends over at Adventures in Homebrewing. Go to homebrewing.org and check them out. They've been sponsoring us for quite some time, and, and they're good at it, and we like them for it. They are good at it. Yeah, so check it out. That's for sure. Homebrewing.org. What's our Twitter game? Well, uh, as you may or may not have uh, uh, realized by now, Tasty McDowell is out of the studio tonight. He's ah, a little sick. Yes. He's feeling under the weather. Uh, <laughs> he was kind enough to stay home and not give us all the tasty flu, ah. which sounds kind of intriguing at the same time as repulsive. And I appreciate it. And yet I'm saddened because I don't know what it is. We don't know what the tasty flu is. Right. <laughs> okay. It could be something really great. I don't know that. I get uh, it. But anyway, he's out sick. And so I want to know if the BN Army understands what his regime is to make sure he's back in top brewcasting condition. I see. What is he doing? Is he burying himself in a salt pack? Right. Um, is he on the roof in his underwear yelling at people because he's in a fever? He has some weird fever, like, uh, you know, fever hallucinant. Don't forget, he also has a broken right, arm yeah. or something, broken hand. Oh, he's probably, right. he's probably You're not so concerned, treat. Justin, I can tell. Yeah. There's some yeah. shit. Something's yeah. wrong with him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a broken thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so anyway, what's how his, does what's he his regime? heal? Yes, how okay. does he bounce back from this thing? All right. I want to know. That's your Twitter game. And you guys want to do some feedback? I think we got time. We got time. All right, let's do it. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com, and he's the guy who protect, protects the Hop Grenade logo uh, from theft and infringement, and he can do the same for you. And if you think you don't need someone looking out for that, 
either your logo sucks <laughs> or, or you're not paying attention right. to what's happening in the beer world. So go check out our good friend John over at BeerLawCenter.com, and, and he can protect your great logo for you also. Your great logo. Yeah. You probably got a 99 design. Yeah. The rest of you save your cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one wants it. Yeah. Right. Well, John might. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so here is uh, a nice piece of feedback from one of our uh, female listeners, which we don't hear from too often. Uh, Dearest Brewcasters, it's my first time writing in, and I just wanted to thank you guys for keeping me informed and entertained while stuck in my stuffy office job. So entertained, in fact, that I recently became a sergeant donor in the BN Army. Wow. Thank you for that. I recently took a spontaneous last-minute trip to Portland where I spent the weekend getting wasty pants and playing multiple games of Boner Chicken with my boyfriend. Well Is done. Is it truly Boner Chicken if, if you also don't have a wiener? Well, yeah, but if yeah. it's invited, chicken. nay, you know, warranted. Hmm. It's your boyfriend. It's not Boner Chicken. It's yeah. just Boner time. It was boner time. She's just being a boner generator. Okay. That's all she is. So we'll correct that she spent time playing games of boner time. Yeah, there you go. Right, yeah. All right. Spatchcocking. Yeah. Uh, spatchcocking. She, yeah. Well, You're spatch she, She's been cocking yeah. all weekend. This whole time. Uh, all right. Uh, so on the way home, she says, I stopped into one of my favorites, Flat Tail Brewing Company, ah, yes. and enjoyed a delicious, a delicious glass of JP's uh, collaboration beer, IPAs Are Overrated. Thank you very much. Nadia, I uh, appreciate that. She says, I thoroughly enjoyed having a part of you in my mouth, as it was quite refreshing. I enjoyed it, too, as a matter of fact. There you go. Only a part, ladies. I paid my respects to the beer by not drinking any IPA for the rest of the day, JP. Except Celebration Day, apparently. (laughs) She finishes by saying, cheers and lick it, brewcasters. So she understands the difference. Is she our first female donator? No. Mm. No? But I think she's the first one to make us lick it. Right. Yeah. Actually, the funny thing is, uh, if you do look through our donor list, it's mostly female names. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because husbands use their wives' credit card. Yes, PayPal absolutely. account to yeah. do it or their yes. credit card. Because yeah. there's no way we have that many female listeners. <laughs> no. We're uh-huh. way too idiotic for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure. That, well, women yeah. are too smart. So sometimes <laughs> yeah. we'll get like a dispute like, hey, there's this charge. And I'm always like, well, I, I'm happy to uh, give it back. But you might want to talk to your husband first. Right. <laughs> Just see if... I, before, you ima- yeah. before you emasculate him. And right. usually when I do that, there's no, there's no follow-up there. Like, okay, yeah. Or the follow-up is, yeah, you're right, it was my husband, and cancel it, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I'm single. <laughs> right. Okay, Fish writes in, hey, BN crew, hey, what happened to the glassware from the store? My favorite mm. beer glass was the Imperial Pint glasses, which, yes. which by the way, that was... What, five years ago? Easily. Uh, That I bought years ago from you guys, and now mine's broken. And I went to your store and only found crappy clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I resent that. But you can't hold beer Uh, and clothes. Right. Well, you can. You just got to ring it out. Yeah, but... Fish says, no more glassware makes me sad. Actually, it makes me cry. And I hope that makes you sad. No, makes they me happy. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. That goes on to say, what's the deal with the Sunday session? Are you guys still broadcasting live on the web? We are, but now it's Monday. Uh, <laughs> He's such a super fan. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm tuning in on Sundays and no one's there. Clearly the dude yeah. bought a glass, broke the glass, needed a new glass, and that was the last time he listened to the BN anyway. Right, right, yeah. So he's only writing in because there's no more glass. Because yeah, right. it's his favorite glass. He actually doesn't even brew at all. Yeah, he's like, yeah. are you guys even still there? Hello? Yeah. This thing on? Yeah. I need a glass. Yeah. yeah. Hello? Hey. 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 I'm hey. out of glass. Hey. Hey. I'm a, hey. 
<laughs> I drove forward to the second window anyway. Well, to answer your question, we haven't had the Imperial pint glasses for a while. I will get some in. Whenever we put glassware in, you have to buy in such a large quantity mm-hmm. to get the, to get an affordable price to sell it to you folks at. That then it sits around in a warehouse for, for quite some time. So we tend to just put it in periodically. And the last one we did with our really nice goblets. Yeah. But now they're gone as well, so I'll I'll try to get some pint glasses back it's in It's tough because it we'll ha- rotate it in. Because you have to put them in a box. Yeah. And then that's expensive shipping. Uh, it's, yeah. They're it's, a tough sell. It's rough. What happens is a bunch of you buy them quickly, but by a bunch, I mean we sell, you know, maybe 200 of the thousand that I have to buy <laughs> to get the right price, and then the other 800 sit for, for quite some time. Yeah. That being said, that's not your problem. I will work on getting some pint glasses back in there because I know you guys like them. Yeah, like And this. we do the good ones too. Yes. Like uh, these are the Nonics we use here at the Hop Grenade, but that's what I like. they're talking about like the uh, yeah, Gordon the, Beer style glasses that we yeah. always have. I really like those too. That's what I use at home. I like those, but I like mm-hmm. the, the, the English imperial pint glass okay um with a little bulb in there i'll think about maybe doing some nonics that's my favorite glass all right and then he says uh, he ends it by um, one remember to insert suck it blank here before i send this time to get another beer i'll be right back not sent for my iphone fish oh so So, he wrote a note to himself but then he didn't come back and say suck it shit so uh let's see Thanks, and Bruce Strong writes in, I've experienced the daily uh, <laughs> iTunes daily limit issues before, but this week I've been unable to download any episodes from iTunes at all. Is there some larger issue? I know there shouldn't be, and in fact, when I got this piece of email, I checked them myself today, and I'm able to download uh, everything. The Anchor Show was quite late getting online because it, I screwed it up. Uh, but that's now there, too, and everything else should be working as well. Do send me another email. Uh, you might need to unsubscribe and resubscribe if it's not working for you, and we'll we'll, we'll help you figure it out. So. I definitely have gotten uh, a couple of emails in the last couple of, maybe because the Anchor Show was late. About, uh, uh, and it's the, it's the classic standard, uh, oh, what are you guys, you're just doing one show a month now, is that it? And <laughs> right. what am I donating for? But I, I, Same it, amount of shows as yeah, ever. There are no, yeah. no difference in shows. At three yeah. sessions per month, it, that has not changed for years. Something did break on our server side. Our server company sucks balls, but they're really affordable, so we use them. And something broke, but I, I don't think it affected the, the session. Anyway, even if it did, it's all working now, so if it still doesn't work, unsubscribe and then resubscribe. All right. And finally, we've heard back from the committee uh, at the Australian National Homebrewers Conference. Yeah. They wrote into to us. Uh, they say, hey, good day, brewcasters and the BN Army. Uh, the ANHC committee has finally caught its breath, and they want to say thanks. Uh, I'd just like to say a huge thanks to Justin, Nate, Tasty, Push, Nicole, Kate, and Jamie for being a very special part of a great ANHC. Uh, we hope you all had a great time, not only here uh, and in Canberra, but as part of uh, your side visits. So uh, he goes on, I'd also like to say a huge thanks to the BN Army. You guys brought it strong, and without your support, we couldn't have got as big of a BN entourage as we were lucky enough to have. So thanks to everyone who donated. And that's really true. Uh, all of us wouldn't have been able to go without that, those donations from you guys. So thanks so much for doing that. Um, I just appreciate it very much. Uh, Billy goes on, uh, also, for those that attended, the speaker's presentations are now online. So if you want to watch the presentations, and we're working on getting our videos uh, that we shot of a few of the presentations on our YouTube page as well, which is youtube.com slash brewing network. So if you're not a subscriber there, subscribe. And as soon as we put up those videos, I think one is up now, uh, you'll find them. So uh, otherwise, for the presentations, you can go to anhc.com.au for access to all of that awesome beer information. Cheers from Billy and the ANHC4 committee. Billy, you guys did a great job. Thank you for having us. And that was nice of you to write in, too. So. Okay. 
There we go. You feel comfortable? You feel uh, you know <sighs> satiated as to where we are? Yeah, and, I think yeah. so. We did all right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go take a nap. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like how long? Like a like a two minute nap or like? Yeah, a- like five. Okay. Five minutes. I'm going to take a five-minute nap right uh, now. When we come back, Bike Dog Brewing Company is in the studio with us. We're going to yeah. talk about their beer. We're going to drink their beer. And, uh, Kim, I hope you'll hang out for a little while, too. I will be here. All right. We'll be nice. right back. It's the session. Hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. 
Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's a fun night tonight. Uh, a lot of people are coming out to see the Bike Dog Boys uh, do their thing. Arnie from Marin Brewing Company came to see us at the Hop Grenade. He's hanging out out there. And the lovely Betsy. And uh, we got Jack from uh, Lost Coast. I saw Dave from Stone earlier. A lot of people coming to drink some beer with us. So that's always fun to see. You never know who you're going to run into at the Hop Grenade. They're the beer industry's brewery. Like, you know, there's like there's the comedian's comedian. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the beer guy's beer guy. Yeah. We want to come check these guys out. So we've got, how many Bike Dog beers do we have on tap? Three? Do you guys know? Yeah, three right now. We've got three? Okay. What, the Pale Ale, the Milk Stout. What's the third one? Uh, East Coast IPA. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, I'm, so I'm drinking the Mosaic Pale Ale, which I want to talk about in a second. So we've got uh, Pete Atwood and uh, AJ Tendick in the studio uh, from Bike Dog up in Sacramento. Um, really quick, before we dive into the interview, uh, let me, you know, something for you guys to think about, because we're going to, they're a brand new brewery, and they're going to talk about building a brewery and, and starting as a, a professional brewer. And I just want to mention that the Brewers Association has, uh, uh, you know, a great uh, guide for you to do the same thing. It's the Brewers Association's uh, guide to starting your own brewery, and it can help you plan uh, to open a thriving, quality-oriented brewery. It's written by Dick Cantwell. 
who's the founder of Elysian Brewing Company. He's, he's a great guy, and he, and he knows what he's doing. And Elysian makes uh, wonderful beer. And he covers ingredients, financing, business plans, quality assurance, distribution, wastewater, sustainability practices. Uh, I mean, you name it, it's in this guide. And uh, it's for prospective brew pub and packaging brewer, brewery owners. Uh, alike and Cantwell really walks you through the whole thing. It's a brand new edition, I think. This yeah. year or the last year. And this I, one is their brand new right, edition. Yeah. yeah, and it's got a lot of good information. Yeah, um, I've been reading through it. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, looking to start your own brewery, Beardy? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not go there. I'm, I'm, I'm advising my client to not <laughs> not answer that question. Yeah. Well, JP said he got a new Braille book, and it turns out that's what it is. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's either that. The, the BA's branching out into yeah. new, new forms of publishing. Well, Are you we, can go over to Brewers publications.com and check it out it's the brewers association's guide to starting your own brewery and i think it'll help you do this so as you're listening to our guest tonight and you want to do your own thing you're going to need more resources and we always recommend going to school too by the way but if you want to uh you know just sit around and read a book then this will help you too all right. <laughs> if you want to sit around and dream. Yeah, you want to sit around dreaming about it. Spend 80 it. bucks and dream. Yeah. Sure. Everyone needs a book. You should have the book anyway, actually. You could drink on the couch while you're reading the book. Yeah. See? There, there you, you go. go. Uh, all right. So uh, once again, we've got Pete and AJ in from uh, Bike Dog Brewing Company. And, uh, you know, why don't we just start with the, the, the simple stuff? Let's start with, with the name. Uh, what's the concept behind your, your brewery? Why is it Bike Dog Brewing? <clears throat> well, I've got a, a marketing background, and so I try to take a real formulaic approach to the the process of this. And so we start thinking about, you know, like, what are we passionate about? We get this, like, huge Excel spreadsheet, just, like, lists and lists of, like, hop names, Sacramento names, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And eventually, one of the partners who's not here, Rafe, uh, takes a look at it and is like, geez, we got a lot of bike dog, or we got a lot of uh, bike stuff on here. We got a lot of dog stuff on here. And just kind of, like, made a throwaway comment of, like, yeah. well, let's just call it bike dog. Like, uh, <laughs> And yeah. we all kind of had like a stupid yeah. chuckle, and then the huh. next day we all kind of looked at each other and said, "That's it, right?" Kind of like, works. Like this works. We're done. Okay, we, we found our name, right? Let's call the lawyer and make sure it's it's actually available. And I'm actually a bit surprised it was available. It does seem like a yeah, a, you know, it seems like a like a Portland uh, like you know for sure shot, right? Like yeah, it's, it has to be somewhere. Bike dog. Yeah, claimed Slam it. Slam dunk. Called it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think fixed gear dog. Right, right. That's the that's the Portland right, right. one. Fixed gear Chihuahua, yeah, right. or fixed yeah. gear goat. Knowing those people, weirdos in Portland. But yeah, it fixed seems like it seems like one of those names. That it's just a natural fit for yeah. the for the the craft beer scene, right? Well, and the logo works really well too. It's a dog with two wheels on its paws. At uh, it's very nice. Yeah, our new business model is not actually make any more beer than we have to, and just sell t-shirts. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> it really works. After year nine and a half, it starts paying off. Where yeah. you trust us, we know. I'm pretty sure that Kim Shimke posted like a breasty shot today of your T-shirt or something. I'm sorry. What? What's Wait, this? What? What's this website? Hold on a second. Let's yeah, go you didn't know that. Did you, you Who's were, to say that's me? Uh, well, I was just no guessing. I guess you're right. It yeah. could have been anybody. But yeah. she, it's on our social media, and she was just was promoting that you guys were going to be here. And whoever was in the photo had a nice bike dog shirt. And the logo looked great. That's all I'm saying. It looks great stretched out. It was a great picture of me. You're right, Justin. Thank you. It was beard. just pulled the beard all the way back. So, uh, yeah, so the T-shirts must be selling well. Don't mind me, Kim, as I match moles for the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, yeah. Well, that one's an inch in the wrong. hmm. How do you screenshot shift command? (laughs) Four, I think, is what it is. Okay. Uh, as we go through our interview, if you want to learn more about Bike Dog Brewing, you can go to bikedogbrewing.com. They've also got a great website where you can uh, dig around there. So uh, when did you guys open? 
Oh, almost uh, what, 13 months ago, mid, mid-October uh, 2013. 2013, okay. And how long had you uh, planned the brewery before that? How do you guys know each other, too? Uh, well, we all actually have day jobs still, and we all met each other at that day job, including my wife. Okay. Uh, What's the day job? Can I ask that? Uh, it's a government transportation planning agency. It gets really uh, really nerdy and boring. Quick. Okay. But but it does mean that we get to plan bike routes and that kind of thing. So that's a, a nice. positive. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Okay. And there's four of you that, that own the brewery, right? Yes. Okay. So is, is your wife one of the partners, too, just because you mentioned her or no? Uh, no, oh. she's one of the early inspirations. Okay. Uh, so Pete and I are the only two that brew. Okay. And then we've got uh, two other partners, Sage Smith, who was out here a few weeks ago, I think, doing a bike promo, um, and then Rafe Porter. Got it. And why start a brewery? You guys had these other jobs. Did you were you all homebrewers together, or uh, just Pete and I? And then uh, my wife and Rafe would kind of sit around the water cooler and like whatever the trendy Portland bar of the year was. It was like their next big uh, <laughs> claim to fame. You know, it was the a Barcade, which funny enough is coming to Sacramento next year. Um, That's interesting. Bar- I thought Barcade was a bar in New York. Uh, there's a new one down in San Diego. There's a lot of fun in North Park that I went to a couple months ago. But yeah, no, is it a bar and an arcade? Yeah, it was a plane like oh, so maybe, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Around, Do they have pinball? So maybe they're branching yeah. out. They did. When I went to the one in New York, it was like. Um, Asteroids and oh, pinball. Dude, I, that's I wanted to do that for a long time. They had a, a joint in Denver called One Up. Okay, that's right by Falling. That's Rock. another good name. Fuck, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, such a great name for a for a bar in an arcade. Barcade. Okay. One Up. Anyhow, Love. go on. So they were talking about that stuff. Yeah, and so my wife was one of the was a bartender at one of the early uh, craft beer bars out in Roseville called the Owl Club. Um, Familiar? Uh, yeah, I know right. exactly where that is. I've been uh, there, yeah. Which is making a, uh, a very uh, triumphant return shortly. Okay. One of the uh, old partners from Odonata, Peter Hoey's uh, partner mm-hmm. from there, is getting back into the craft beer game and opening the Owl Club back up and going craft beer heavy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, they would just kind of kick these ideas around and, um, you know, got around to craft beer, of course, because that's what's awesome. Uh, and then Pete was sitting next to him and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> craft beer bar. Let's, let's do our own brewery, too. And then it kind of quickly got into be like, well, now it's not going to be a brewery and a craft beer bar. It's just going to be a brewery. And then okay. and then my wife uh, kind of backed out, and I, I got in heavier because I was uh, get more on the brewing experience. And then both my wife and Rafe's wife got pregnant, like, within weeks of each other. Uh-oh. And so we were trying to— Different guys? <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to both of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we were, we were trying to figure out how to, like, not tell Pete because it was still pretty early. It's like, we need to drag our feet for another six months here— Meanwhile, Pete's like, uh, look, I knocked up both your wives. <laughs> I think we ought to just go into business yeah. together. Let's just do this. Hey, you, and, guys, uh, you guys take care of the babies. This is a part of partnership, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a co-op. Don't worry about it. We're a tight-knit group. Yeah, but on the back end. <laughs> I, I got to ask you this, just to back up for a second. If you had beer bar on the table and, and then brewery comes on the table, why did you choose brewery over, over a retail beer bar? Uh, you know, I was a home brewer at the time. Okay. And, uh, you know, Brewing beer was my passion, and um, there was no other choice. Cool. And, and that's what I was hoping you'd say, because sometimes it's really just a financial decision, too. Um, so I like to hear that. It's just you, you were more passionate about making beer than just selling other people's beer. Yeah, we weren't smart enough to make a, that a financial decision. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. How big is your your brew house? Uh, we have a three-and-a-half-barrel system when we're uh, pushing it. Um, Actually, I was listening to one of your old shows from uh, Triple Voodoo. So we have actually the same manufacturer, uh, Portland Kettle Works, okay. um, as they do. Uh, yeah, little little teeny direct fired. Uh, looks like a giant uh, Brutus system, like you'd have in your backyard, but much bigger. Okay. 
Uh, and you have a tasting room uh, at the brewery as well? Yeah, tasting room takes about half our space, uh, for better or for worse. Pete and I uh, have to, every day when we brew, have to, like, wheel out the keg washer, wheel out the empty bright tank, and, yeah. you know, like, create a little elbow room, get, okay. in, get into the brew house, and then uh, get rolling. So, Sacramento... Now, obviously, it's a it's a city. It's a big city, but I, I look at it like a what? I knew where this is going. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm actually going to compliment it. Sacramento's finally a place, right? and, actually, and yeah. take this compliment now because maybe there won't be more. But it kind of seems to me like it functions like a small town. It, it's it's it seems small and it seems like a community. So what I'm getting at is having a small brewery like that where you start you have to wheel the gear out into the tasting room a little bit. Kind of fits really well in a place like Sacramento. Yeah, well, actually, we're, I mean, we're technically in West Sacramento, which actually makes it fit even more so. Okay. We're, West Sac's always kind of been the uh, the ugly stepchild of Sacramento. So if you if you kind of think mediocre things of Sacramento, you can only imagine what you think of West Sacramento. <laughs> You're not helping the cause here, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but no, I mean, and I was just telling Kim earlier, it's like, you know, Sacramento is this, like, amazing place where the, the town proper is a half million, the area is 2.2 million. So there's actually getting to be enough population now where – we're getting just like amazing chefs are coming in. The brewery okay. scene is starting to come up, both on the brewery side as well as the beer bar side. You're starting to get restaurants that you know it feels a little bit like walking up and down 30th Street in San Diego, where you're just like, "Oh man, this, this restaurant is amazing." Yeah. Oh, and they happen to have the 16 best taps on in town. You know, it just everything's starting to kind of come together. Um, the biking scene is fantastic. It's really easy to get around. Okay. It's just like this uh, kind of. You know, nice, not San Francisco feel at all, but, you know, it's like it's nice. It's like the place where you want to live and raise your kids and actually still feel comfortable. Sure. Do all of those people know how hot it gets in the summertime? <laughs> why, are, why are people still moving there? It's affordable, for one. Yeah. We, uh, uh, that's yeah, the one right. thing I will give yeah. it. Yeah. I read that you guys had like a thousand people come out to your grand opening. It was a little bit of a zoo. That's awesome, <laughs> though, uh, especially for a brewery of your size. It, how did a thousand people come out? Did it, did you guys have good publicity or just a, a big network of friends? What happened? Uh, you know, we I pat myself on the back a little bit. You know, Sage did our logo, so I'll give that that pat on the back to him. But and I'll, okay. pat, good and I'll to, pat AG's back too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. Oh. Scratch my wow. back. Uh, you know, good uh, good marketing, good outreach. Like early on, we kind of engaged people uh, in a different way than really breweries had in Sacramento. Really active in the social media. Give um, me an example of that, just if you don't mind, for, for other aspiring pros. Um, well, you know, again, so so we did two open houses before we, we actually opened up. And, you know, I think we sold 200 T-shirts or something on our first one. Like, wow. We figured we'd have, like, 20 of our buddies. Because, you know, at the brewery, you can't do anything until you have a lease. Until yeah. then, you're just, like, some asshole pipe dreaming. Yep. And all our friends probably thought we were nuts. Like, oh, yeah, haha, they're talking about beer again. <laughs> Uh, they, they probably still say that, but uh, we've heard that a lot, and we actually talk about that's what we do. We talk about beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, they, there they go again. We're still hearing it ten years later. Yeah, uh, and so we figured, well, okay, we signed our lease. Let's just have like a little open house. It was the last Sunday of Beer Week that year. Uh, let's roll up the doors and like we put up some uh, like we made sawhorses and put up like a plywood bar and had a couple homebrew kegs or whatever. And yeah, two hundred people rolled through. Wow. Wait, no. Yeah, two or three hundred people rolled through, so it'll hold hundred t- t-shirts. I think it was maybe. That's a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, in like two or three hours. So yeah. we were just like flabbergasted, and so we did that. That was a lot of fun. But again, it was like you know we had five hundred people on Facebook that were already kind of getting engaged with us, and okay, um, you know before we started, we had already kind of leapfrog on the social media thing, which you know that's all sort of a game. But we had leapfrog people that it's had been in the business game. for ten years in Sacramento, and not by paying for stuff. It was by 
engaging people with you know nice looking artwork actually responding to the things that they say okay uh you know opening your doors when you could yeah it sounds like yeah so we did so we did that again in the summer uh sort of a crowdsource funding thing that we did uh, independently and then yeah when we opened up and then we also had of course the benefit and this is the huge one that kind of trumps everything i just said was the b the sec b the the big paper in town came out and like did a featured story on us okay thursday before i think it was and was that coincidence or did you reach out to them and say hey we're here what do you think about coming and doing a story uh somewhere in between there it wasn't quite coincidence but i think the stuff that we had been doing kind of reached them okay that yeah. way but no it wasn't we weren't quite that proactive with the with the media list or anything like that i still always i always wonder about that from a media perspective because sometimes you know i don't know what it is but some breweries just become the the media darling right they get all the attention uh, just out of nowhere even i, I mean startups too yeah. i don't mean i don't mean your plinies of the world that are getting yeah. all I, I mean even startups others Completely under the radar. It's kind of like, like the Bring like Network nobody. is what he's trying to get at. <laughs> it's like, how do we get the... <laughs> uh, so I'm always just fascinated what people do differently to get the attention of the media. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I, I think it's... Murder. It's not quite that easy. It's not just the media, right? It's like we talk to the media just like we talk to anybody else, and that's in an engaging way. I think sure. um, the one that I always see is like Modern Times out of San Diego. You know, they set the record mm. for the, the Kickstarter, I think, or whoever they went on to crowdsource funding whenever they launched off. Uh, and it it wasn't because anyone necessarily had their beer right, but they the way that they spoke, the design that they did. I mean, they hired an amazing designer out of Austin to do their stuff, which looks okay. impeccable. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is kind of luck too. Is when your story first kind of breaks. Yeah, minutes yeah. can make the difference, and and I think everyone tries in the marketing game to to find that time through analytics and whatever. But sometimes it's just the heartbeat of whatever industry you're trying to break into, you just catch a catch a break i do think that's true but when the luck hits yeah i actually totally agree with aj if your stuff then looks amazing yes. and you've spoken well about it and there aren't a bunch of holes in the well yeah if deal because you, yeah, you got to capitalize on the luck i guess is what yeah I mean. well yeah. well you have to have that in place for the luck to, to yeah, hit yeah so the luck can hit and then you're right if you don't if you don't look good yeah if you don't know what you're doing that's going to be very clear but if the luck hits and you kind of get picked up by some other aggregate site or whatever yeah. and taken off people go wow this looks amazing this label looks great their interview that they give they they were really well spoken they were very yeah. eloquent and i understood exactly what they're after a lot of planning um, a yeah, little for luck. sure yeah here's the Be numbers polished on the outside is i guess the point yeah the numbers from uh, modern times kickstarter was uh 65 grand raised from a forty thousand dollar goal from 645 backers which is like 10 bucks per person from a ton of people yeah which i that's like the idea deal model right. right that's what you're hoping for from a kick i guess you're just hoping to hit your goal yeah but if you can just reach a ton of people to kick five ten bucks a piece that's huge that's nice you guys killed it on kickstarter too didn't you we uh kickstarter you can't actually give away uh, alcohol so how are you going to start a brewery and not give away some alcohol so, <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you do we just did it on our own your own oh i thought you guys did a crowdfunding campaign you didn't yeah yeah no we did but we oh. just like we put it up on our own page we've got a sage as an amazing uh, designer oh, I and see. he, he okay. met a, a website and said hey give us you know, 250 bucks and this is what you get back over the course of a year and i see and okay. uh, it was great because yeah i mean we actually built um regulars out of that i mean so we gave away you know a, a, a pint a week kind of a thing or it's the way the ABC sees it, it's prepaid. It's not free. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so we see these people every other week, and it was fantastic. It really, like, it helped us kind of solidify kind of an early, early uh, bought-in crowd. A fan base. How, how far in advance were you doing the open houses before you actually got beer moving? Because I think one thing that hurts breweries that are trying to open is that 
either the newspaper or somebody catches wind and wants to do a piece on them, and then they do it, and they get a following for the meantime, but then something in the opening process slows them down, and then that just kind of peters out. And then mm. when they actually open, everyone's like, oh, they're still not open kind of thing. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with them? Right, they must yeah. be, yeah. Or just yeah. forgotten about them. Like, oh, them? Like, yeah. Huh, okay, yeah, cool. So I'm just, more into Alco Pops now. Right. I don't yeah. even care. Yeah, Four Locos, great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, your process can't go on that long, if that's what you're sort of saying. Well, right, you, so I was asking, how long were you guys between doing the open houses and these articles before you actually guys... We're starting to brew beer. Well, the first open house we had was... It was like June, I think? No, it was March, because it was the last weekend of uh, Beer Week. Okay. Uh, and we had like literally just signed our lease like, kind of the month before that. So it was, it was way early. But again, it, like the intent at the time was our, just our buddies are going to come out, and it kind of blew up a little bit. But it was, it was sort of that small group. It wasn't a newspaper article or anything. The newspaper article came like literally the week before we were going to open. So... We were fortunate in that. It wasn't like this big hype, and then we strung people out for four months or something. Sure. And then, yeah, the open house was late summer, and a lot of that was kind of around the crowdfunding thing. Uh, and it, we weren't technically open, but we were licensed at that point, too. Just the tasting room wasn't open, so that allowed us to actually kind of connect with those people that had already kind of pitched in. It was like, yes, this is actually happening. We're yeah. doing things. We're here. We're licensed. We're just not quite open yet. Why would you guys choose the three-barrel brewery? The cash we had in our pocket. Is that right? Yep. Okay. You just went for whatever you raised and, and whatever you could put in. Did you put in money yourselves as, as partners, too? Yeah. Then, yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the upside is that we're debt-free. The downside is that we have a three-and-a-half-barrel system. I see. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys have uh, double-sized fermenters, like seven-barrel fermenters? Or yeah, we've got four of them now. We're about to buy two 15s, so we're really uh, oh, wow. really kill ourselves. <laughs> five five brews to fill a 15 uh so three and a half so it should be oh. four and we'll get 14 out of it oh, just okay. leaves some headspace so what do you do brew a couple times a week but you brew multiple batches every time you do yeah we uh the system started as a three barrel and we called up portland kettle works and got a taller kettle to get three and a half out of it and then recommissioned the original kettle topped it off with some extra stainless and made it a whirlpool so that helped cut down on the brew days a little bit okay <clears throat> so yeah every pretty much every time we brew is a double brew it's just for the time it takes, we can knock out two batches in nine hours versus one batch in about six. So it's like, well, why not? So what about your your building? Some people will buy smaller equipment like you folks did and then get a bit of a larger building so they can keep adding fermenters and stay there if they have to replace the system. Did you guys go that route, or will you, if you keep growing like you are, you'll have to move as well? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a question right now. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. That, I mean, that's the million You're still dollar not question. Sure, yeah. yeah, no, we don't. We don't yeah. know. We're sort of in that weird spot where we've had a a, a good friend in the local beer industry kind of give us a, an offer that hasn't quite solidified to maybe do an alternating proprietorship. Okay, which would uh, allow us to grow exponentially very rapidly. Yeah, um, we're also just looking looking to grow ourselves, which would likely require another another building to make that happen. How big are you guys currently? Square footage was twenty five or six hundred internal. Okay, so and half of that's tasting room. Yeah, like 800, 800 or 900 square feet or something is okay. actually brew house space, yeah. Did you guys worry about that opening up? Like, I feel like when you're starting a, a brewery, it costs so much that your primary worry is that it costs so much. <laughs> but, but then maybe your secondary worry is this is what we could afford. What if, we, what if we're a success? <laughs> like, what then? Did you guys worry about if you were going to be have the capacity? No, I think we just... No. Just, just get it open and go for just it. Get it open. Okay. Yeah, start making beer. Yeah. Hopefully it sells. Yeah. And then go from there. I mean, they're, okay. you know, they're really worried now. Day yeah. to time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I have no, a question it's... from Twitter. Okay. If you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Hernandez says, uh, how long were Bike Dog homebrewers before opening the brewery? What did you have? Like seven years and I was about five? Uh, well, I started homebrewing shortly after college. And... Uh, well, I made a shitty batch in college on the stovetop, too. <laughs> no, I was actually making... I made that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually making a decent beer, Destroyed I think. Destroyed my rental apartment stove. I made that one last week. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, collectively, probably, you know, uh, seven, eight years at least, I would guess. Okay. And often, were you really heavy into to home brewing or, or just kind of a casual side thing? Um, casual side thing Yeah. at first. Okay. Um, like I said, right out of college, and then you know, life sort of took its own direction. Uh, got back into it, you know, a while later. Okay, you knocked um, some brought up, didn't you? Know. you? That's what it was. <laughs> knocked some brought up, and then brought always <laughs> cut into the home brewing time. They do. Yeah. Well, let me tell you why I think this question is particularly important for you guys, or why why it matters is uh, people are just raving about your beer. And you haven't been along, uh, around for, for that long. So a lot of times when the beer comes out really good right out the gate, it's because there's a lot of experience or whether that be home brewing or even some other pro experience. You guys seem to have come out of the gate with some, some really damn good beer, but, but maybe with limited brewing experience, I guess, is why they might be asking. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think we're lucky. <laughs> How'd you get that beer so goddamn good? No, I, I am going to brewing school in June of 2015. Okay. I love the way see you guys you guys do this like I would do it. You know, backwards. <laughs> yeah. Let's open the brewery and then figure out how to yeah. do it. But you're yeah. doing great so no one can say shit about it. Oh, that's exactly. what I that's what I really exactly. like about it's it too. Because yeah. the beer tastes fantastic, so no one can say shit about your experience. I just think it's a, it's interesting for our listeners to, to to hear about it. Yeah, you know what I would say is um yeah. you know what you like to drink, right? And so you make it your priority to to figure out how to make that happen. Okay. You know, um, <clears throat> we all live in Northern California. We're all familiar with Pliny the Elder. Yeah. And, you know, Vinny is very generous in the way that he um, tells you exactly what you need to do to make that beer. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, if 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 you, there's a if there's a beer that you like, go out there and if it takes you fifty batches to get it down, you'll figure it out. And, okay. and that's all it takes. And yeah. brew what you like. And that's how you're going to learn, right? Is, exactly. Is you, you crack that recipe or you, or maybe you'll learn something different. Maybe you'll make something better that you like a lot more. But I like when, when professional brewers give recipes and give, uh, you know, give advice and all that kind of stuff. It's not so secret. It's not so yeah. much of a mystery because you're teaching me through the way that you build your recipe. And, you know, some home brewers will, will take that recipe and they go, well, this is what this person says. I need, you know, 0.5 grams of this fucking shit. But uh, the people who want to learn about brewing will take that and adapt that. And, and it's just like cooking. Yeah. You'll take, you'll, you, like, you took, like you took Alton Brown's thing. And uh, Sean Paxson thing, you merged them together and made some other unique thing that no one else uh, that you know of. Sure. So living. you shouldn't be afraid to give out the that's info because to, to become really good at it, you got to do your own thing with it anyway. Well, that, yeah, that's how you teach people. And people have a different approach for, what, for you know, different recipes. Yeah. And uh, it's always going to be something different. And if you can learn something from that, yeah, take someone else's recipe, make it your own. That's how you learn. Learn from it. I wonder if I there's a th- correlation, do you think, between uh, um, 
willingness to give out information and success? Like, because what does Vinny care if he he can give a million people the Pliny recipe? It's not going to affect demand for that product at all. Yeah, and I mean. For the most part, people are pretty open on this show, right? But we do run into brewers who are a little secretive. So I wonder if there's a correlation. Like, is it the more successful you are, the less you're... I think they're old school brewers. I think well, I think the people who are super, like, uh, closed kimono, as Jamil would say, I think they're more old school, aren't they? I don't know. The, like there's only folks? a couple. There's really only been a couple. It's so not a lot. Yeah. I don't right. think we could draw the correlation. I see what you're getting at. One of them I can think of is New Glarus came on. They were pretty tight-lipped about some stuff, and they're doing fantastic. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. correlation doesn't work there, but maybe there are some others. I do think that in general your your willingness to work with the uh, your colleagues, the people that are in your industry, mm-hmm. sort of extends everywhere, right? So, so Vinny has a lot of friends in the brewing industry because he's not a dick. And because he happens to make some of the best beer on the planet. I do think there's another part of the equation with you two, though, that is important about the brewing the beer that you want. I have in my notes that you guys dumped a couple of those early batches. And I've always said on this show to home brewers, and I think it should be the same with pro brewers, it's not just knowing the beer that you want, but it's being incredibly honest with yourself about what that beer tastes like once you've brewed it. I think that's maybe the problem with some of the home brewers is, you know, your buddies tell you it tastes great. But yeah, <laughs> it's free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you're not, if you don't either have the palate or have you know the kind of self awareness to know right. what needs to change. Like if you kind of surround yourself with like yes men, beer buddies that don't really know beer necessarily, then you're not necessarily going to be improving. Yeah. So you know, yeah, but it's the same thing. You got to be, you got to be truthful with yourself. And this, I and, think, cannot be discounted for those who haven't gone to brewing school or who haven't entered a bunch of brewing competitions where you got some really valuable feedback, you have to be able to tell your stu- yourself that your beer sucked well, and, and get and rid of it. As a consumer, to me, that some people think, oh, well, they dumped a batch. They must not be good at what they do. But to me, it's if they dumped a batch, that means they care enough yeah. about releasing a quality product that if it's not good enough, they'll get rid of it. And make it again better. Not only and do they sell it. Not only do they care enough, but they know enough. Right, exactly. And I think that's part. Of, you know, part of the problem is, it, well, part of the problem early on in the brewing world is that people didn't really know. But I think now there's a lot of information out there, and I don't know if you guys can can speak on how how you were educated with off flavors and 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 what does a beer taste like when it's bad to you and, and you know give uh, us an example of one of these beers yeah. you had to dump in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so we had two two occasions. Both were like. You know, there's there's never a good time to dump a batch, right? But, <laughs> no, man. But, uh, <laughs> before you brew it, that's when I that's do. It's a miserable day. But yeah, I, the two times it happened were like right in the middle of beer week when we we're already getting sucked dry, and then right as we we're opening up, and we we're going to be sucked dry. So the nice. first one was our second batch of our American wheat, and uh, you know, first batches were like taking a pretty good stab at what we thought our efficiency was going to be, both scaling up in. Uh, uh, bitterness extraction stuff out of hops, and then as well as just the mash ton, and yeah, I, I think brand, the, new, brand new system. You know, yeah, don't quite know what we're doing here. Hitting finishing gravities is real hard when you're just taking shots in the dark like that. Yeah. Exactly. If I change a fitting on my hose, I fuck up my beer. <laughs> so well, you should stop wearing pantyhose. It's not <laughs> doesn't really become you at all. Yeah. And so our yeah, our first batch of wheat, uh, you know, it's an American wheat, so it's got a little bit of that uh, kind of nice yeasty flavor to it, but it's not at all that banana clove that you get out of half. Okay. Uh, but the first batch we did was like darn near a hoppy pale ale. It's like, well, that's, that's a little more than we wanted it to be. So we, we dialed it back down and changed the efficiencies a little bit in the grain. And it just got, it was a bitter mess the second batch. And Pete and I just like stared at each other for like 
three minutes and it's like, oh, seriously? Oh, we have we have to, right? Yeah, we have to. We can't we can't serve this. Yeah. It, didn't, it did it get infected or just wrong ingredients? No, it just it was bitter. It just didn't taste right. It was like okay. we just we altered the ratios, kind of figuring out the the efficiencies of the system. Yeah, yeah my five percent um, we turned into a six percent the first time around, but you know it was. It was but, good. But it was still good. good. That's all right. That's and then, tolerable. Yeah. And then, Five to six. And then my second one was, you know, the same bitterness, but a four and a half percent. I um, see. Just a little little too bitter, a little too thin. West yeah. Coast wheat, dude. That's yeah. a new style. Yeah. <laughs> you invented. I mean, session wheat. <laughs> Car- caring about first impressions yeah. says a lot. Cause, I mean, if, especially during your opener and everything, if you're dumping a batch for that. Because y- yeah. you do have the leeway of, well, it's our first batches, so we're just learning. Learn with us, customers. But right. you guys cared enough to be like, no, we want our beers to taste this way. And I just think that having that presence of mind is uh, – I bring it up because it just doesn't happen everywhere. You you can become kind of enamored with your own thing. You guys had spent a lot of money on this brewery. You're, you're following your dream. Here's our first beer. Sometimes you're, you're, that beer could taste great just because yeah. of all those things mm-hmm. to you. Palette objectivity is tough. Yeah, in that environment. Right. And so it just doesn't happen with everybody that you go, oh, you know what, we kind of screwed that up. <laughs> We're going to throw it out now. Well, yeah. at least you knew where you went wrong. Yeah. You know, overshooting this and not maybe getting the numbers on. But you know, yeah. when you got to throw your hands up and don't really get to really investigate, figure out why and don't do it again. But, sure. Yeah. Well, That's that a good point. Yeah. Knowing where to start at, at that point. Yeah. Uh, did you build into the budget at all? It sounds like you guys had a, a pretty tight budget. Did you build into the budget some test batches, you know, some, some three-barrel batches that might have to go down the drain, or did you just make it work? You know, at the end of the day, of what were we, like 140000 deep by the time we opened? A couple hundred dollars in grain and hops. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could piss that away five times. It was the time that was the killer. I mean, we yeah. had one one bright tank and four little plastic conicals. That yeah, we just pissed that that okay. uh, batch down the drain. It wasn't the money. It was the, the time. The not having the beer right now. Like we mm. we were on our last four kegs, and there were two beer styles. It was like two stouts and two IPAs or something were tapped, and that was like at the end of our grand opening. That was all the beer that we had to our name, and we had stuff in the pipeline. But again, with one little three barrel bright tank, yeah, it was the next week. It was like, okay, well, we we kegged up another batch of IPA or whatever it was, and then by Saturday at like four p.m., and we're only open Friday night and Saturday two to nine or whatever. And Saturday by four p.m., we were down to one beer again. Okay, <laughs> ouch. And yeah. then so that that happened two weeks in a row, just because we couldn't quite keep up, and yeah, uh, you know. Finally, got a got a couple more pieces of equipment in and, and helped it plug away. But yeah, that was just uh, okay. It, yeah, it wasn't the, the couple hundred bucks in grain and it's the time that makes but, sense. Yeah. Well, let's do this. I got to get us to a break. Let's come back and start talking about the positive side of opening and some of the beers because by 2014, at the end of Sack Beer Week, you guys like won with your pale ale, right? Didn't you win an award at at Sack Beer Week by 2014, or, uh, or, or was that still 2013? Even no, it was 2014, uh, but it was very early. Yeah, we yeah. were still. I mean, we're still very young. Very, yeah. uh, very new then. All right. Well, we've got some beers to try, and we'll talk about these great beers now. I just I wanted to touch base on that stuff because I think it's interesting for people starting out. And not everybody's very forthcoming about their disasters. So I appreciate you guys talking about that with us. We'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, more from Bike Dog. Uh, you can hit the chat button on our homepage if you want to... Uh, Ask us some questions yourself. Just hit chat now uh, or triple eight four zero one beer, and you can ask questions yourself. It's the session live from the Hop Grenade in Concord, California. We'll be right back with Bike Dog Brewing.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously. What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to moonlightmeadery.com forward slash BNArmy and use coupon code BNArmy at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over 
you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. 888-401-BEER. It's time to talk beer and chew bubble gum. And we're all out of gum. The session. All right. Hey, welcome back to the program, and thanks so much for hanging out with us. We got Bike Dog Brewery in with us. We're happy to have them tasting their beer. Uh, let me let you know real quick, if you're looking to learn how to brew uh, or to uh, you know put your recipes in a system, go over to Beersmith.com. The Beersmith Brewing Software is the way to go. We all use it here at the Brewing Network. But also, they now have their How to Brew All-Grain DVDs done with our, our very own co-host and good friend, John Palmer. Uh, you can learn to select the right equipment and ingredients uh, for all-grain brewing, conventional mashing and loudering, as well as uh, brew-in-a-bag techniques. Uh, they try their best to, you know, take a how to how to brew book and, and put it on DVD for you. Preparing grains, sanitation, brewing, fermenting, bottling, kegging, you name it. Judging and, and improving your all grain beer, uh, plus some bonus footage on water, yeast starters, and designing beer recipes. So go over to beersmith.com. You can check it out. Click the DVDs button if you want to buy that, or you can download the Beersmith brewing software. You get a free twenty one day trial. You can check it out, so you don't have to take our word for it. As always, go check it out at beersmith. Dot com. Give you a, give you a second plug. That's who we're using still. Oh yeah. You, oh, you still use the Beersmith software uh, commercially? Yeah, we have for I years, love it. and uh, we just scaled up and redid our uh, profiles on our equipment. And awesome. Yeah, I don't see why not. Right? You can you can put it all right in there. Math is math. That's cool. Yeah. Is it? Sure. Why not? I guess I should have. That's known what that. makes it math. <laughs> all right. So we're going to try some different beers. Uh, Bike Dog is pouring something in our small glasses now. Since I have it in my pint glass, I wanted to just bring up the Mosaic Pale Ale. Tell us about this beer. I'm I'm really enjoying it. That's what I'm drinking. No. Uh, Pete, have it. Hmm. So, <clears throat> so the Mosaic uh, Pale. Uh, we got our hands on some Mosaic hops. Um, didn't have any homebrewing experience with this hop i think it's relatively new um a couple years a year or two yeah a couple years yeah i I still think yeah it's new to the market i don't see too many uh, mosaic beers uh but it had a it had a reputation and um so we're we're hop heads um at bike dog so uh, i thought we'd give it a shot um so it's mostly mosaic uh we dry hop it all with mosaic. Okay. And we add a little bit of citra in the boil towards the end. 
Um, but the bittering hop is mosaic as well, or do you use... We bitter with Columbus. Okay, yeah. And um, yeah, I love I mean, it. It started out as just like, a, let's keep this stupid simple and let it, yeah. really let a hop shine. And it was supposed to be kind of a trial. Uh, like, you know, we're new. Play with us here. Like, that's sort of the charm of, like, being little is you can kind of mess around with these little batches and people sort of expect you to have some kind of new stuff on a regular basis. And uh, But a good pale ale to me... Is almost always stupid simple. Yeah, uh, as well, you describe it. How many IBUs <laughs> in this beer? You would think. Yeah, uh, it's probably close to forty-five. Okay, so it's fairly low for bittering. Yeah, um, but a lot of hot flavor. It's not very bitter, but tons of hot flavor in it. I think. Yeah, yeah. that's sort of the point. Like you know, we're getting this kind of new millennia of hop heads and what what people think of hoppy. Like originally, you know, five seven years ago, it was like. Who can stick in 100-plus IBUs into everything? doesn't matter what style it was. And now it's like, well, no, hoppy maybe means aromatic and you know, like flavors. And so that was sort of our game is, like, let's let's get enough bitter in there to, you know, balance it and, and dry it out real nice. But let's really make the, the aromas and the flavors shine. And with the mosaic hops, it's kind of hard to miss on that one. So What kind of yeast in this beer? Just the California ale yeast. Yeah, that's a good choice, I think. Uh, to me, do you want to taste it? Anybody else? You can't taste it, beer. You're... you're your mustache will go on my beer, and it'll gross me out. <laughs> but I wanted you to have it because I feel like I, you, you have, you'd have some good commentary on this I, beer. I could pucker my upper lip. And <laughs> just avoid go, it. What if we lay you on your back <laughs> and I just pour right, it I into your... I it above my mouth and just... Into kinda, your mouth a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so that way there's no Don't contact. you have straws here? It's, uh, we should have straws. Just beardy straws. Tasting straws. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to ruin your head on your nice beer over there. <laughs> I've had a couple of these tonight because I think it's a, it's a really great beer. It's, it's easy to drink... Uh, the mouthfeel is on the on the thinner side, but in a good way because I don't want this to get too heavy and IPA like, even though it has all that hop flavor. Um, it's pretty nice. What's the ABV? Do you remember? Five three. Okay, that sounds about right. It's yeah. kind of right where I want all my pale ales. I want them heavy on the on the hop flavor. I want them about in yeah. the five to six range. I'm okay with a six percent uh, uh, pale ale. What the hell am I drinking then? Did you order a? Uh, I ordered a, a, a thing and then I went to the restaurant. and I came back. I was like, oh, this must be mine. Maybe I took some. Uh, I think some, you took somebody <laughs> else's. <laughs> some other well, the your first here. indication was that it was halfway drunk. Um, <laughs> what I thought I asked for. A, I look. I asked for a half pint. And there was a coaster on top of it. It's <laughs> a whole thing. I, I snuck some Mook's glass. <laughs> there were some initials on the coaster. I didn't know what it meant. It's a do not touch. Is this the pale ale that you won an award with, or was that a different uh, pale? No, there was, a, there was a different one. So for uh, for Beer Week, uh, Dan Scott, who was running the, the Beer Week show there for a number of years, handed out a recipe that actually I think Peter Hoey wrote uh, to really highlight the Eldorado hops. And he handed it out okay. to everybody that was willing to play ball and uh, said, kind of no rules, do what you want. Yeah. And so... You know, it was a pretty pretty straightforward pale recipe, and so we said, well, you know, there's not much you can do with the hop or the, the malt profile that's like, yeah, we can fuss with it, but it's not going to be that much different than everybody else's, especially like they're going to do it at a, a brew fest, and that's how everyone's going to kind of taste it for the first time. So, sure. you know, screw that. Let's, let's mess with the hops. And so we stripped out all the hops and to really kind of do something different and, again, just to play with some stuff that we didn't have uh, total total control over was like, well, let's... Let's throw total Southern Hemisphere hops in there. So we got some uh, Pacific Jade to bitter, and then Nelson and Galaxy throughout the boil and dry hop uh, to really just kind of do something else. And it really stood out compared to what other folks had done. You know, Another, you know, some other breweries had a little more like English take, which is much more restrained but nice. And you know, somebody else made it into an IPA, which was great and all. Yeah. Uh, but really, you know, again, at, at the Brewfest kind of atmosphere, 
those really different uh, explosive uh, different hops kind of just stood out and yeah so we went, won an award for that uh, okay got a, got a big uh, big trophy for it in the tasting room that was fun for Excellent. being two or three months old what is the malt bill on this mosaic that seems pretty you know not too complicated as well uh, <clears throat> it's essentially just two row yeah um, and a little bit of crystal okay and there's a pinch of wheat in that one isn't there is there some wheat in there Maybe. A pinch of wheat. What's the point in a, uh, of a little wheat in a pale ale a malt bill? Just to keep a little bit of the body, a little bit of the head retention. Yeah, you get a little bit of extra head retention. Okay. You know, some body. It's a uh, malted wheat is very highly fermentable. Okay. What kind? Um, what color of crystal? It looks forty-five. Oh, okay. Because it looks fairly dark if it was just two row, and then if it was a light crystal, but yeah, no, it's, it's forty-five. Not that it's dark; it's just a, a, a nice gold color. But yep. That's why I was curious about what, how dark of a crystal you guys were using. Right. We we typically, on our pale ales, IPAs, we stick with the lower crystals. Um, we we try not to, you know, it's it's all about the hops as far as we're concerned. Um, you know, we're a Northern California brewery. We love hops. You know, we're going to keep the, the malt down, you know. Um, yeah, keep, we, keep the crystal way below 5%. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let the let the two-row do the, the heavy holding. and we, we do an East Coast IPA, and we darken it up. We got some extra malt in there. Um, use a nice Vermont strain. Mm-hmm. Turns is, out nice is, as well. Isn't the East Coast on tap? I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, on it tap is. right now. I got to try both. The, the pale ale sounds great, but Justin's not really sharing, so no. <laughs> I just get to hear about it. Sounds good, though. You ever, you know when you go to a beer fest and, and the brewer or whoever, because they all have big shitty mustaches like you do, <laughs> I always like, oh, let me try it. And then you give it to them, and then you see it all on their mustache as yeah. they hand the glass right. back to you. And I have to stop myself from throwing up. And they use their, their, their <laughs> lower lip to clear their <laughs> upper lip off. And it grosses me out every time, so I can't share with you, Beardy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Ever. You've you've had Bamforth on the show, right? Hasn't he uh, hasn't he cleared this up and shaved everyone on the way out? <laughs> yeah, that I, is... I wasn't here for that show. That's <laughs> weird. God, that's yeah, weird. He's like, yeah. I'm staying away. Well, you guys made my kind of pale ale, so thank you for that. This one is just really fantastic. I'll be drinking it here at the Hop Grenade all week. What did you pour in everybody else's glass here? What is this beer I see? So we've uh, we steer clear of the loggers. Not because we don't love them, but because just the how time intensive they are. So in the summer, we made a nice dry hop pilsner, which was phenomenal when it was hot out. And then for our uh, fall beer, Pete, uh, I, I maybe we can get this on air and make it official because I, I haven't actually got him to nod at me for this yet. But I'm pretty sure he made he wanted to make a Schwartz beer just to call it Bike Schwartz. Nice, <laughs> Pete. Uh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an exclusive, baby. Yeah, yeah. I like the name. Yeah, there's, there's you like, heard it here first, folks. Yeah, no, no October first, Mars and for us, we're gonna make bike shorts. <laughs> okay, uh, it's good stuff. And uh, so, un- unfortunately, this is literally the last drops of bike shorts uh, in existence, as far as I can tell. And halfway through the growler, the keg blew, and so it's probably nice and flat and oxidized and all sorts of fun stuff. But uh, we, brought, we brought it anyway. I'm glad you brought it. It's only it, it's. Only slightly of both of those things, a slightly flat, slightly oxidized, but still good. Tell me about the grain bill in this, because it has a nice uh, malt character. And, and we did have a fresh version on at the uh, Bike Spears and Bites event here at the oh, Grenade. So oh, good. We, we did have this back when it was— Oh, I uh, had it then. That's right. Slightly—I mean, it's slightly less than perfect now, but it was perfect then. That was a great beer. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the, the grain bill. Okay. Well, it's essentially you know a Pilsner malt base, and uh, we use a debittered uh, carafa um, for a little bit of uh, roasty flavor— and some, you know, nice dark color. Uh, it is a dark German lager. And um, in true bite dog fashion, we dry hopped it. 
Nice. Not not extensively, like you know, not quite a pound per barrel, but um, added a little bit of uh, a tannum, uh, which is sort of a cascade, fruity, uh, fruity cascade or substitution. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a little bit of uh, hallertal. So, in comparison to what you might dry hop a pale ale, for example, what was the amount of dry hop for a beer like this? Half, a quarter. It was about half, wasn't it? Yeah, about, about half. half to three quarters per barrel. Okay. I like that idea. Schwartz beer can be a little on the on the hot forward side, right? I think can be so. in California. Yeah. <laughs> in Sacramento. Because we said so. What do you think, Doc? I mean, I'm not saying it's traditional to dry hop it, but uh, much like a Pilsner can be kind of hot forward, a Schwartz beer could be a little hot forward too, right? Yeah, there's a range there. Yeah. But you're calling on my inner German here. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would say no, of course. Right. But flavor-wise, right, yeah. I appreciate a little hot forward on a, yeah, on a Schwartz beer. So I don't think dry hopping is a terrible decision. Yeah. I like that idea, actually. Yeah, you just got to be a little careful with it because it is a lager. Going to be more crisp and it's going to stand out a little bit more. Yeah, possibly mm-hmm. get a little more vegetal in there, but yeah, um, it it works. What yeast did you use in this? You remember? It, it was a <clears throat> the one eighty nine. Was that a Y yeast? Saf, Saf is a fermentus. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Is that was that dry yeast? Dry yeast. Yeah. Yes. Dry yeast. Why'd you choose that for your lager? Experiment. It's cheap. <laughs> there is that, isn't it? Did, did you rehydrate it or did you just sprinkle it on top? Yes, we rehydrate. Okay. It did well. I'm not tasting like uh, you know sulfur and other oh, things yeah. that could come off from a, a like a, know, a crappy pitch. or. I or get a very yeast. clean fermentation. That's why I was curious how it, you guys handled the dry lager yeast. Yeah. You know, I would say um, <clears throat> don't be afraid of dry yeast. Um, and we use, you know, we use the Chico yeast quite a bit for our pale ales and IPAs. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it, it's a, it, there's a reason why it's out there. It's it's a really fantastic yeast. Um, um, it's a great product. How long did it take you guys to ferment and be able to serve this one? Now you said that's kind of difficult to do. So uh, Six weeks? Yeah, we pushed it five to six weeks. Okay. Uh, I think we were on a time frame. Yeah, to get when, it out. When did you guys dry hop it, being a lager? Uh, we let it come back up to in the 50s and then hit it with a few days of dry hop and then crashed it back down again. Towards like the last few days, so like last second, pretty much uh, of primary before you were lagering it. No, no, after right. lager we let it come back up. Oh, you let it come right before packaging. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's talk about the brew house a little more too, because I've read that. Uh, well, first of all, you guys had never built a brewery before, right? Did you buy the system and 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 put it in and put in your fermenters and all that yourself, or did a company come down and do this for you? Uh, no, we've actually got a, a, a lovely image of uh, our buddy's uh, pickup truck with, like, this gigantic crate from Portland Kettle Works. We're like, how big can this thing be, right? And, <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah, the shipping company, I don't know what they were doing that day, dicking around or something, and they, like, decided not to deliver it. But we had the op- one of the open houses that weekend. It was a Friday or something. And we said, well, it's literally right around the corner, like a half mile up the road. We're going to go get this. And so yeah. our buddy had, a, like, a half-ton truck. And we get there, and, you know, these things are, like, forklifted from the side is the way they were built, but it needed to go in the other direction into the bed of the truck, and it's, like, hanging off three feet off the back, and it's, you know, (laughs) 30-degree tilt on the truck because the springs are all maxed out. This is the stuff that I do all the time, (laughs) and it always starts with how you started. Well, it's only around the corner. Yeah, we're not waiting for this. And I forget about all the other logistics involved, and it usually requires about four phone calls to Doc uh, (laughs) and one to Chris Graham over at more beer to see if their trucks have, and it's always like because i always think how hard can it be yeah 
And then you do it, and it's and then, fucked. Well, then we get there, and we're like, well, how the hell are we getting this off? So we're like, <laughs> we're trying to dismantle this crate on the back of a truck, and it's like wedged in between the wheel wells. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so we, we... But you did it. Yeah, no, we figured God that one out. I got done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got some funny pictures of us, like, climbing into these. You know, to us, they're huge, and, you know, compared to, like, climbing into, a like, a 30-barrel mash tun, it's nothing. But, right. you know, we're sitting in the mash tun thinking we're funny. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, but no, at, at this scale, it was, it was pretty easy to kind of push stuff around and actually make it happen. We started out with those three-barrel plastic conicals on wheels, and so they're, they're still kicking around. Where are those from? You mentioned them like they're, they're common. Is that a common... Uh yeah, I think there's like one manufacturer, Ace Roto Mold. I think maybe is who it is, and they're resold through a handful of people. I think we got ours through U.S. Plastics. Okay. Uh, are they conical? Or are they like yeah. square? Okay, so it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's a regular conical. Yeah, they're you know they're sixty degree conical. Um, yeah, they're fine. They're just plastic. They're yeah. you know food grade, all that kind of good stuff. I've never seen any problem with that. I'm, I was always just curious about what you know. I've seen the small homebrew size ones that right. are conical, yeah. but usually when they're larger, I see them square. And yeah, like no, I, and I've seen some people with five and ten barrel ones. I think even locally. Okay, ten barrel. I think I think I've seen some ten barrel. So you guys had to plumb this whole system in yourself, then, right? Uh, well, fortunately, the system is pretty self-contained, uh, other than it needs a gas hookup and an electric hookup. And then, you know, we had our contractor put in trench drain and, and, and that kind of stuff. Okay. And we ended up putting in pretty shortly thereafter, after we got a couple weekends of actually making money instead of losing money. Uh, uh, by losing money, I mean paying a contractor. Uh, actually, and then we got the, the tankless uh, hot water heater and stuff, which helped speed things up a little bit. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, we kind of built it, but not like, uh, not like we were having to, again, I listened to the, the triple voodoo episode today. It's like, oh, we didn't have Thad come down and like wired up and do a bunch of hard piping. It's like, no, there's no hard piping. It's like, we got brewer's hoses. And so, you know, like on a big system, you got the hard pipes, you kind of flop around and, or switch a bunch of butterfly valves and hit a button and make it go. It's like, no, we're, we're hustling brewer's, brewer's hoses around all day. So did you have any trouble getting the brewery installed, unitanks or anything, like uh, any part of the process that was particularly painful for you guys? Or did you oh, the, yeah, I mean, when we... Bill? Is it paying the bill? <laughs> yeah, paying the bill. Writing the checks. Yeah, uh, yeah no, those, when we finally uh, bought the unitanks, so, so we opened in October, we bought unitanks around the beginning of the year. We were rushing to get them installed and actually have beer in them for beer week, which is like late February. So it must have been in February we got those. And, uh, you know, seems pretty straightforward, right? It's just like, ah, oh, some plumbing and some basic electrical stuff. And um, whatever the system was that Premier is using on these for their uh, controllers and the temp probes and stuff like that were, were 10 times smarter than anyone that we knew. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, we it was like, oh, yeah, these should be working. And then like a week later, I'm still banging my head against this thing. And so I called up my dad, who's got an electrical engineering degree from Stanford, you know, I, Masters, you figured he'd be able to figure this thing out. Now, now he's still good. He's done. And then so another buddy that does electrical stuff, he's down there. He's bangs his head against the wall for eight eight hours. And in the meantime, we figured, oh no, like I'll get these. Like Pete, you're good to brew into these this week. Like I'll figure it out. And so he's got beer into it, and I'm still banging my head against the wall. So we've now got like beer that's sitting in there that's un uh, unconditioned because we don't have the glycol. I mean, the glycol is hooked up, but the electronic sensors are not. It's now working. Yeah, and so we we quickly scrap all that and get overnighted over uh, Johnson controllers, just regular old twenty four valve like you'd use at home on your same as I use. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, except these are the twenty four volt uh, AC. AC I forget what they were, but. So instead of like the 110, like you'd use on a Keezer or something like that. Just to get the glycol so, to kick in, basically. Yeah, there's just yeah. a little bit of a, there's a electronic oh. uh, a solenoid that just opens and closes to let the, the glycol flow through the tank, that which cools it down and 
and doesn't need to be cooled. It closes up, and that's that. Yeah. Uh, so your, your plastic fermenters were glycol jacketed? No, no, no. This is like when we when we finally actually made a couple bucks and and bought two uh, unitanks, two j- oh, okay. jacketed uh, unitanks. Jacketed yeah. Tanks. Okay. Your plastic ones are are they just in temp controlled room? Yeah, we've just got a room with an AC unit that's uh, got a controller on to kind of bring it a little bit further down than what it would naturally be able to do. Love it. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, these are all the things that worry me is figuring out, too, how to – I would just have to pay a company to do all of it, and then that's a whole other expense, you know. It's a larger brewery, and then they come install it for you. It's usually a German guy in Lederhosen. <laughs> right. Well, that's why you don't change the oil in the Honda. Right. And that's how they charge <laughs> yes. more because with the accent, you're like, oh, well, he must know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, because he's got so, that accent. Right. got that stupid accent. He <laughs> must know what's happening. Do you think the guy with the accent thinks the same thing when he hears the American accent? Yes. Actually, Probably no. Then now. he goes, no. this is this is vice that can't put <laughs> right, in the right. gooey. Yeah. I can stupid. this guy two grand more. You listen. <laughs> I can get one over on this asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I'm always just curious about that part, too. But you got the brewery in. You got up and running. And um, now you guys have been going for a while. What other beer do we have to, to taste? Did you bring other growlers as well? Uh, yeah. I brought a, a growler of our milk stout because I didn't realize you guys had the double milk stout on we here. that one, too. So yep. for, for our anniversary, we did uh, we took three of our kind of favorite beers and made bigger versions of them. So we took the um, that beer that we won the Beer Week thing for, the, the Down Under. We made a double IPA out of that. We have a session IPA that we made a double version of, which really just messed with people's heads. And like every time I sold a keg, they're like, wait, what is it? Like yes, it's a double session and it's eight point four percent. Just go with me here. <laughs> just, just follow along, <laughs> right? Uh, and then uh, the double milk stout. So I, I did bring some milk stout, but since you guys have it here, um, maybe we'll go to. Uh, I brought a, a growler of our Sand Dog, which is our uh, kind of take on a San Diego style. Let's try it. Uh, IPA. Yeah, let's bust that out and, and, and taste some beer. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to go check them out online, you can go to bikedogbrewing.com. Uh, go to the website and, and look at all the beers. How many uh, different beers do you guys normally have on right now in your lineup? Uh, uh, we currently we have eight taps, so we always have the the eight taps full. Um, okay. You guys ever do guest beers in the in the tasting room? Yeah. Uh, based on our licensing, you we can't. can only serve uh, beers that we manufacture. Okay. Which is a Type 23 license. Got it. Okay. Um, you need to be a, a bona fide eating establishment to be able to do that. Oh, I see. Okay. Bonafide. Yeah. yeah. Every and time. All the time. Yeah. Now, now that we're about a year in, um, we're, we're starting to break into the seasonal realm where... We've we've made enough beers where okay yeah it's winter let's let's do this beer okay it's spring let's do this beer got it that's nice about the 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 smaller batches too right is you guys could kind of go nuts you could do different beers all the time and know you're going to sell it you know you're not doing thirty barrels at a time so the most interesting thing to me is that there's more than two seasons in Sacramento <laughs> well it's, it's more like a season and a half hot. yeah you're probably right that's something a Sacramento <laughs> person would say. <laughs> Yeah, Sacramento's not that bad. Everybody at home, it's it, not bad. It's, it's just that, either hot or real cold. It's that ba- that people down here farther in the East Bay of San Francisco are snobby dickheads like us. And so we start. So we start. Four degrees. It's too hot, no matter where you come from. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm just saying that you shouldn't be afraid to go to Sacramento, especially now that the beer scene. Oh, no scene, one's afraid. Uh, somebody wrote in to me that the uh, the beer scene right around where you guys are is really great now, too, with a, a few other breweries, too, right? Yeah, it's actually it's really interesting. There's uh, Yolo Brewing, uh, which is like less than a half mile up the street from us, and then less than a half mile up the street from them is uh, Jackrabbit Brewing. Okay, and uh, they've been open for a while. I think Yolo's maybe five months now, and Jackrabbit's been open maybe a year. But they haven't. Uh, they just now are expanding into their neighboring unit to actually allow them to do uh, tasting room stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I've been down to San Diego a ton of times, and you just see like these. Like you see, like this cavalcade of uh, brewery tours following each other around. All the tasting rooms are crazy on a Saturday. So okay, I like it. I I, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm kind of curious to see what that means for West Sacramento now. If there's actually be three of us open, that if like on Saturdays it's going to start this kind of a yeah, you know, like let's jump in the van and hit three breweries in a mile and uh, have at it. Kim Shimke, are you ready to move back to Sacramento? <laughs> I mean, you're a re- you're a real proponent. There now, there's three breweries right. in the in a little vicinity. Yes, I'm prideful, but no. Um, <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't well, be afraid of Sacramento, ladies and gentlemen, but if Oakland is better... But if you move, just don't go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, JP makes a good point. Thank but you know what? I have to say... She'll, like, she'll want to buy a house eventually. <laughs> right. yeah, so, back to Sacramento. But will she be able to afford it? <laughs> well, if you don't want to go to Sacramento, you can come to the Hop Grenade and have... have That's bite, right. Bite Limited time now, only. So. Hurry up. Step yeah. right up. Well, I think we'll put you guys in the rotation now. The beer is fantastic. What's the one... Yeah. You just poured us uh, from the growler. Uh, this is the uh, Sand Dog IPA. The Sand Dog, okay. Yeah, so, you know, about as pale yellow as we could make it. A little more uh, assertive on the bittering. Um, real big uh, Cascade Amarillo to get that kind of grapefruit, grapefruit pith. Uh. Oh, that's good. That's even better than the Mosaic. And the Mosaic is damn good. You can, you can drink less of it, though. Yeah? Is that what the deal is? Well, it's, it's just higher alcohol. It's higher alcohol? Oh, it's really tasty, though. I like this beer. What are, what are we talking alcohol-wise? I mean, is Justin going to have to get a ride home from Cape the Great? Uh, 7.3. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a ride home tonight. Either way. I had a few others, too. Oh, okay. Scott, will you do me a favor? Will you bring some out to Arnie right there and, yeah. and maybe share? I want Arnie to taste this, too. Arnie's here from Marin Brewing Company, and I think he'll enjoy this beer, too. This is a... I really like this beer. Tell us more about it. Malt Bill? Uh, I think it's... It's the same thing. Like it's just got just the teeniest pinch of Crystal Forty Five and a bunch of Turo. Okay, bare bare bones. See, I'm such a fan. Every yeah. time I hear, it's always my favorite beers that the brewer goes, "Yeah, it's really very simple." And I realize this is the way to do it. You're a simple yeah. guy. I'm, simple. A, I'm a simpleton. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very much a simpleton. Right. But it's nothing getting in the way of, of each other. It showcases a bit of the hops. It's uh, yeah. just an easy kind of a two row malt. Uh, Less is more a lot of times. Yeah, yeah for sure. absolutely. Unless it's not. Is right. this the Chico right. yeast right. too? The the yeah. Cali on this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of uh, pounds per barrel are you guys doing on this one? You mentioned one in the Schwartz beer and about twice as much in the pale. Uh, typically, all of our pale ales and IPAs are about a pound per barrel. Oh, okay. I think the Schwartz is half that. Oh, the Schwartz is half that. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've you know we've we've done a research and you know it's all over the board. You know, oh, I use all you need is a half a barrel per pound, or all you, uh, I use a pound and a half per barrel and. You know, the, the, I use three and rotate it through twice and bubble it with this and <laughs> yeah. pan it with that. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so we're, I mean, yeah, we're we're still actually messing it, with our regimen on trying to do a like a double over two day, you know, two days a shot doubles or one day over four or circulating like, and circulated and yeah. still. So, you, so you've been trying all of those and it's the quest for the 
perfect hobby beer. Okay. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll let have... you know when we figure it out. Okay. <laughs> this quest awesome. will never be over, and this is good news for beer fans yeah. because yeah. you guys just keep trying. We keep getting better beer, but you're, you're, none of you are ever going to make that perfect one. And when you do, we're all fucked because then it's over, right? Yeah. That we just keep drinking that. None of us. None of us. Not <laughs> even you, wow. dude. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you hairy all right, dummy. Fine. <laughs> Well, the beer is wonderful. Thanks, guys, for coming in and, and sharing it with us. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. You guys keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. What's next? Go to us? Sacramento, people, despite Just. what Justin <laughs> said. Actually, go to their brewery yeah. in Kim's West still Sacramento. stuck on the Sacramento comment. In the winter. Yeah. No, you in totally should. You should yeah. drive straight through and yeah. go right to Bike Dog right. and you park air, in the parking lot and go into the brewery. Right? And then keep on going to Reno. <laughs> yeah. Get your growlers. Go up to Tahoe. I've only been there like twice, I, and I was probably high on something when I was there anyway, so I, I really have no, no legs to stand yeah. on. Uh, go I to Sacramento, him. it's right fine. Yeah. Sacramento's uh, a great place. Uh, you guys have your own beer week now? That must mean something. <laughs> I think that must that, have value. I think this is the fourth year? Fifth yeah, you guys year? have been doing it for a while. Yeah, it's been going for a while. Actually, we've been to some of your uh, Sac Beer Week events. Yeah. By yeah, we, yeah. I mean Scott and yeah. JP. <laughs> yeah, JP and I went to the uh, the Art of Beer yeah. Yeah, yeah, a fun. couple years ago. That was a good one. It was The venue was beautiful. Where was that, JP? It was like, like an old, old bank yeah, or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. yeah, It was really rad. It's happening again this year. Uh, yeah. We got an invite to that. I think I sent that along to you, Scott. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Rima from Ninkasi. Yeah, excellent. Uh, all right, Bike Dog uh, Brewing, go check them out right now. We're uh, enjoying their beer. And if you come into the Hop Grenade this week, you'll probably get some too, and then we'll keep carrying it as much as possible. Do you guys self-distribute? Uh, just curious. about Like you have day jobs. You have the brewery now. Do you also self-distribute? Yeah, it's fun. So what, is a, <laughs> what, do you got, what does a week look like? for you? Are you working Monday through Friday at the day gig? Uh, All of you? Yeah, we're we've got some flexible schedules where like Pete's off every other Friday, and we build up a fair amount of paid time off that we hadn't used in years past, and okay. so we're we're quickly burning that down. So you know we're there one day a week. We uh, have staffed up with some people we trust to help out on on doing some cellaring and doing some okay. deliveries and helping out in the tasting room. And then you guys go in there and brew. Yep. Yeah. So and it's just you two that are brewing. You, you help with the help with the tasting room, but you guys are the brewers. Yeah, we've got uh, one of our guys that's helped out with the cellaring stuff. Now he's kind of graduated to actually knock out a batch here and there during the week. Okay, cool. You mm-hmm. kind of you need that, right? How, yeah. When is yeah. what's the plan? Are you going to quit your jobs anytime or yes? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and by any time tomorrow, yeah, yeah whatever you got to do. When, Th- when that is, is the, the goal, t- though. Yeah. Okay. When is the tasting room open? If uh, Thursday, Friday, five to nine. Saturday, two to nine, and uh, sometime early 2015, maybe right around Beer Week or so, we'll probably open up on Sundays. Cool. Okay. And you can go to BikeDogBrewing.com to check all that out and get the hours and, and make sure you you don't show up when they're when they're closed. I don't. On that side, I don't envy you guys. That's a hard. You guys are you're fighting a hard fight right now with the with the several jobs. But uh, keep it up because the beer is really good. Thank you. And people are talking about it. The moment we said you guys are coming down, uh, and I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't know much about Bike Dog at all. And people said, oh, Bike Dog? Oh, yeah. Best brewery in Sacramento. You got to have them on. You got to get their beer. So keep it up. Thank you. It's good stuff. Thanks. And we'll have it here at the Grenade, too. BikeDogBrewing.com if you want to learn more. And uh, that's it's good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have the, the milk Great stout? Stuff. No, JP? I haven't had that yet. Oh, okay. The double? Did you you had a milk stout and then a double mi- milk stout d- that you brewed, or did you just go straight for double? Uh, yeah, no, our milk stout is the regular one that we have around, and then just for the anniversary, we did that double. I see. Okay, and we've got that's the one we have on tap, right? Yep. The, yep. the double last milk stout. Uh, last keg of it. I, I skipped the pale ale and went right to the milk stout, and it, it was it was very nice. That's a good story, Beardy. <laughs> well, I thought it was worth sharing. Yeah, I know yeah. you did. 
Cool story, Beardy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a break coming up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to take a quick break, but before I do, let me let you know there's a, a special promotion going on right now at the American Homebrewers Association. You can go to homebrewersassociation.org, and they have these uh, gift cards where you buy somebody a membership to the oh, wow. to the AHA. That's cool. If you buy somebody, if you buy a gift card right now, you also get a free book and you get to choose from IPA. That's the Mitch Steele book. Uh, excellent book to have about the history, uh, techniques and recipes uh, of of IPA. Radical Brewing uh, by Randy Mosher, of course, and designing great beards. You can choose from one of those three things, and all you got to do is buy somebody the gift of an AHA membership, which is really a, a, a rad thing to do anyway. We, we should all be AHA members. So go to homebrewersassociation.org and check it out right now. You get yourself a free book. Maybe you can give them the membership and the book if you're not stingy like me. <laughs> right? Yeah. You can give it all away. You should buy both of them, and then you give the membership and then the book next year. <laughs> yeah, just stretch it out. Save it for their birthday. Yeah. Hey, I got you another beer thing. Yeah. I just know how you like beer a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All like right. Beer. Thanks to Bike Dog. We'll be back with more in just a few minutes. It's the session. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in anywhere precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection that's williamsbrewing.com orders placed by 4 p.m pacific time weekdays ship the same day brewing is easy the williams way when i order a beer i want my server to know more about it than i do I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, 
Sand, SantaClean, Lubricants and Defoamers, pH Stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Starting a brewery is not for the faint of heart. Uh, It's definitely a labor of love. If you're not going to give it 100%, don't bother. Brewers Publications is proud to present the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery by Elysian Brewing's Dick Cantwell. Business plans, financing, sustainability, and more. This book takes you through the planning and execution needed to turn the dream of craft brewing into a reality. Whether you want to open a brew pub or a packaging brewery, learn the professional side of ingredients, wastewater, quality, and how to build the craft brewery of the future. The Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery, available now from Brewers Publications and BrewersPublications.com. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their Homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The Brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Homebrewing. Brewing.org. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Bike Dog Brewing, ladies and gentlemen. Good guys. A little startup there in Sacramento. uh, Small brewery producing great beer. So thanks to them for coming on the program and sharing beer with us. Still got some of their beer in my multiple glasses that are in front of me, which is nice. JP can't figure out what it is that he's drinking, but it's getting him drunk, he says. Yeah. Uh, But you have no idea. You still don't know what that beer is. I have no idea what it is. Maybe we should quiz our staff right now and see if they can uh, taste the beer and guess. I don't know. Maybe they can guess the beer. I don't know. Uh, who's it's out warm. there? It's warm. It's too. I don't know. I think it's pretty warm. I wonder I if we can know. guess Aaron's the beer. Out there. We only have two people left, right? We have what? Aaron and um, Jason left tonight. Lewis yeah. is out there, uh, not working. Oh, Lewis yeah. is here too. Yeah, Lewis yeah. Is out get there. Lewis's ass in here. Hey, Lewis. <laughs> Lewis, come here. I, don't know, I got a cough. I'm not trying to get Lewis sick. It's Lewis got a bunch a of dude. alcohol in it. Yeah, All right. It'll be fine. Do it. Can we? Can we get a little tiny glass? You just dump it into a glass. There you go. You're getting quizzed, baby. Have a seat, Lewis. We're gonna mess with you. Lewis, Here's what happened. You're screwed now, right now, dude. JP th- thought that he ordered the uh, Mosaic Pale Ale. 
No, I I did order it. Okay, so he says he ordered the Mosaic Pale Ale. (laughs) Let's be clear. Which is this. Now, this is the beer that's in his glass, which clearly is not the Bike Dog Mosaic Pale Ale. However, we can't decide what beer it is. I'm convinced it's the triple barley wine. So we thought we'd have a little fun and see if you can guess the beer uh, that's on it. Do you you need to see our menu as you're tasting it? That might help. I just Uh, looked at the menu. Oh, okay. So you know what's on there. He he knew it by heart anyway. The problem is we don't. We're not going to have a definitive answer. I guess we could then pour a little one of whatever you think it is and see. It's Lewis de- is one of our. It's definitely not a triple barley wine. <laughs> I, I don't know. A I feel mess. like it is. JP's JP's blood alcohol feels like it's a triple barley wine. Yeah. Lewis is one of our uh, wonderful bartenders here. Knows a lot about uh, beer. He's also a home brewer, and so a lot of knowledge on that palate of yours there, Lewis. We'll see if you can guess the Thank beer. Thank you. What do you think? I think it's the Half Moon Bay Rye Pale Ale. Oh yeah. Oh, good. Call. Going right for it? Going right for it. Scott, so. go grab us a little yeah. taste of that. We'll put it side by side, please, and then we'll we'll see Could how Could it Lewis be the did. Evil Twin by Heretic Brewing Company? So, ba- when you first put it down and I looked I at the know. color, I thought that, but it's not it, quite it's red. It's too light. That looks yeah. too light. Yeah. So, that was the only other one I would have thought of, JP, but it's I don't think that's it. Uh, all right, Stone so double bastard! It's 11%! <laughs> Oh, it could. Do you think it could be the double bastard? Definitely not. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Absolutely not. That is the barrel-aged right. double bastard. Yeah, oh. we've got the good one on, so you'd, you'd taste all that stuff in there, The too. title just says double bastard, so what do I know? All right. Unless it changed today. Oh. What is that? Okay. Ooh, oh, so this is it. the beer that Lewis called, and just by color. <laughs> not a chance. Uh, See, hey, Beef, give me my camera over here so we can show the folks at home. Should we get Jason and, uh, in here since Lewis is uh, not past the strike test? one? Yeah, you want? Let's get yeah. Jason in. Can we do that? Uh, you could stay, Lewis. Too. We'll, we want to make fun of you. So, where did the mystery beer uh, come from? The bar. Uh, some homeless cat oh. outside. Oh, he's like, well, I, like, I yeah. made this in my coat. This is the one where JP ordered a beer and then walked away and then oh. just came and grabbed whatever beer. <laughs> it was by my uh, my empty glass. This so is I'm like, part. all right, this got to be yeah. my beer. Okay. Uh, Jason, grab a seat right there next to Lewis if you have a moment. We won't keep you long. I know you're working. Taste that beer. And if you need to see the menu, uh, I'll show you that. And and the goal is to guess uh, which hop grenade beer, you know, which of our beers that is, because we don't know. It can only be one of three beers on there, right? What are you saying? Well, it can only be the Evil Twin. I mean, because everything else, the pear, cider, imperial stout, it's not imperial stout. It's not the rye IPA. It's not IPA. It's not wheat beer. It's not a wit. Could it be the Bike Dog uh, East Coast IPA? I didn't see that on here. Grab, he grab did a mic, order a bike a dog beer. If it was, I did. If it was misheard that you wanted the mosaic and you ended no. up with the East Coast IPA, it, I don't, I did don't you? That's that possible. Be, uh, right in the mic, Jason. I don't Sorry. think it's malty enough to be Evil Twin. I don't think so either. So you're thinking East Coast IPA or something I, else? I tasted that earlier, and I mean, it was kind of lighter like this, so pretty nice. You want you, you want to call that your shot? Or do you want to name another beer on this menu that it might be? I don't think there's something else that it would be. A it can't be. All right, yeah. Moscow, will Twin. you get us a taste yeah. of East Coast IPA from Bike Dog Brewing Company? Yeah. That would make sense. It's 7%. Oh, there you go. Is JP trying to justify his drunkenness. It's fine. It's all right. I don't care. <laughs> I just really want to hold you right now. It's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it would make sense. I can't feel my legs. Yeah. <laughs> I might go home and be nice to Taryn for once. All right. Let's see. Now, Jason yeah. uh, is one of our servers here and one of our bartenders. Uh, the color is accurate so maybe. far. I don't know. Uh, taste yeah. them side by side, uh, if you will, and see if we've found a winner here. 
Uh, Lewis is tasting it. Is that the beer? That's it. Good call, Jason. Good call. All right. Jason, ladies and gentlemen. So now, who, who has to cover Jason's shift while he gets paid for it? That's, the, that's, that's how you win at this game, that right? Is, well, as you know, JP, there are no winners under my employee. It's just yeah. abuse after abuse yeah, after true. abuse. Yeah. He's going to flail himself I, now. I knew that was an evil twin because I drink evil twin so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, you Lewis, uh, for, for playing our stupid little game. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. My pleasure. Yeah. Poor Lewis on his night yeah. off, too. Go enjoy yourself. Well, and Lewis got the free sample beer, too. There you so go. I'm going to take this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> He's no dummy. That's What's for sure. What's the uh, percentage on that beer? Seven percent. Seven percent. So JP's feeling all right. I'm feeling. I'm feeling terrible about myself. <laughs> All right, real quick, let me let you know about America's oldest brewing school. That's Siebel. That's right. Uh, the Siebel Institute of Technology is a great supporter of our program and, in my opinion, a great supporter of wonderful craft beer because they're teaching our nation's aspiring brewers uh, to brew great beer. More courses than any other brewing school, uh, which include advanced home brewing. You don't even have to become a professional. Uh, craft distilling and a beer, a beer styles course for those looking to ace beer knowledge exams. Professional level brewing courses available both campus-based and web-based, and their faculty includes some of the best-known and most respected instructors in international brewing. You can learn all about it at SiebelInstitute.com. Tons of info there, and uh, check them out, especially if you're interested in becoming a pro, because you need a little education, and Siebel's just the place to do it. So go check them out. All right, we're Sorry. getting ready for uh, a very special moment in in Brewing Network history. Oh, oh, special moment! And yeah. and really, what that is is I think I mentioned this during our anchor uh, program, but uh, you know, the Brewing Network Club, the Brewing Network Homebrew Club, has one Club of the Year. That's right, oh. for oh. four <laughs> years straight. In fact, Beardy yeah, was instrumental in yes, at least did. our first win. Right. I don't oh, know what he's done since, but there, I've won another medal since. I don't okay. remember which year. Me neither. But two years, I've helped. <laughs> okay, for two, two years. out of the four. Thank you. I've helped and really kicked off our our, our dynasty, if you will. Right. I will. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I ever knew this about Beardy. But why did you? Because uh, you don't live in Busted Whistle. I mean, you live where those homebrew clubs are a plenty. So why did you use BN? Uh, well, didn't when I then. started, oh. I, I was lifting, li- lifting. I weights. was living. He was in, lifting weights. I was lifting weights and busted whistle. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. Strong redneck. So, yeah, he yeah. was going for Mr. Universe. <laughs> so living in northern Minnesota, but he's married. There so. wasn't any uh, homebrew club. I see. Okay, and so I started listening to the Brewing Network, and and we don't need your history. Just you know, a well, concise Scott answer. Asked, Scott fine. asked. And no, so, I didn't. I mean, I was. <laughs> let's see. How old was I? I was. What were you wearing at the time? I was twenty-three at the time. And anyway, yeah, that's fine. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't that's, know he did oh, that. Wait, here. wait. It makes a lot more sense. So, so it gets better. The point is I that promise it gets better. <laughs> Beardy uh, won a bunch in cider and, and also mead that first year or just cider? Just cider. Uh, just cider. Okay. I only do well in cider. <laughs> so we, uh, like most of us. Um, actually, some of us don't even do well. <laughs> no. There. That's me. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyhow, it's now four years running. And this year, for uh, as part of winning Club of the Year, the sponsor of the award at the uh, uh, National Homebrews Conference was uh, Rogue Brewing Company. Yes, please. Nice. Out of Newport, Oregon. And uh, what they were giving away was a trip for two to the Rogue Brewery uh, for uh, two people in the Homebrew Club that won, and that was our Homebrew Club. So w- with the our Homebrew Club being the size that it is, uh, we then had to figure out uh, how are we going to give away uh, this award. 
And what we decided was we would give it to one member, and they can bring their significant other um, or best friend or I, I don't give a shit who you bring. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be you. Yeah. <laughs> you can auction it off on eBay. Right. Yeah. Uh, so what we've done is we've designed uh, two different games. We're going to play one game tonight, and we're going to play one on our next show. And uh, it's four contestants each. So what we've done is we've given eight BN Army members a chance to win a trip to Rogue. And we're going to Rogue with you. Uh, we're going to party with you there. You, but not just that. You're going to brew a beer with John Meyer oh my God, of Rogue, no. which will then be served at our 10th anniversary party and the National Homebrewers Conference in 2015. So it's a big deal. We got a whole yeah. thing going. Wow. Uh, what we did was we took all of the names of Brewing Network Club members who entered both the first and the second round of the competition. We put you all in a hat, and we drew eight names uh, four of you are playing tonight. You've all been contacted, by the way. So if you're wondering how this happened, we drew your names. We sent you an email. Bevo sent emails out. So if you didn't get contacted yet, it's because you did, your name didn't get drawn right. in, in the random drawing. Some of the eight names already told us they can't make it. So we've drawn more names, and we're reaching out to you. So just keep checking your inboxes. Check your spam box. Uh, in case it, It's Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. And we've uh, chosen eight of you. Four of you are going to compete against each other tonight. Four of you will compete against each other uh, in our next show. The two winners will then compete against each other again, and the winner gets to go to Rogue and brew with John Meyer. With, <sighs> with us. With us. With us. Wow. We're going to spoil wow. your, your dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, We're going to let yeah. you do the brewing. That's none of our business. We're just going to hang out with you and get drunk. Yeah. With that's, that is our business. <laughs> we, we will We're let you clean the mash tun at Rogue. Nothing brewing is our business. <laughs> yeah. Our business is drinking. Yeah. And, and that brewery up there, that facility is amazing. Yeah. I haven't been in several years, and I know they're expanding, but God, it's just oh, yeah. such a rad place to be. And the distillery attached right next to it, yeah. like in the oh, yeah. right next door. And, and It's so picturesque because they have the, the big bridge in Newport coming over the like the oh, inlet or whatever. Shit. No, and so you're six in the morning, seven in the morning, just, it smells. Oh, six in the, the morning? <laughs> yeah, John starts brewing at like six, dude. Who's there at is six it, in the morning? The you'll up at six in the hey, morning? Justin, you'll still be up. When yeah. I say, <laughs> either I'll still be up or when I say we're brewing with you, I mean yeah. the rest of you. I'll watch yeah. the uh, the playback on the live feed. Yeah. Yes, uh, right. oh, but it's just, it's a perfect place to, to brew. It, like, what I'm saying, it's not in some weird industrial park somewhere. It's a friggin' picturesque, one of the most beautiful places I've been to. It is wonderful. Yeah. And they've got the brewery plus the little tap house in the downtown. With the apartments over, oh, the, the bar. It's it, They have all their beers on tap. And that's where you get to stay if you <sighs> win tonight's, well, if you win the whole show. Yeah. And there's a, an aquarium and a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. It's just a beautiful thing. I don't believe it. Yeah. It's, well, do or don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't really okay. give a shit. Beardy just can't even believe it. Yeah. Well, Ripley <laughs> doesn't care. Why should I? It sounds too good to be true to Beardy. Yeah. All right. So we've got contestants on the line right now. Uh and we're going to play a game of 20 questions. Let's go to our first contestant on the line, Kirk Billings. Hey, Kirk, what's happening? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm great. I guess you asked me that the first time. Yeah, no worries. It happens all the time. Uh, so, Kirk, <laughs> you've been chosen for the chance to go to Rogue, but it's up to you to, to take it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yep. <laughs> this is huge. I mean, has there ever been more pressure on any contestants for yeah. any stupid game we've played on this show? It's always for like a t-shirt. Not a stupid no, game. No, back in the yeah. day, we... Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. This is not yeah. a stupid game. <laughs> Our first big giveaway, was, it was a long time ago, but it was uh, Conical Christmas. Oh, yeah. That was like a year or two and, before. And, and yeah, more yeah. beer donated Conicals. Yes. And so that was a big That's deal. Big. So, But maybe that's the last time we've done anything. <laughs> 2007. <laughs> Uh, well, so yeah. we've given away big T-shirts. Like they've yeah. been like double and triple extra That's large, true. real big. Yeah, That's true. Big T-shirts. All right, let's go to the phones now because we've got a lot of contestants nope. here at once. Pivo, <laughs> uh, did you send me who's on the phone? Yeah, but I'm stupid and I did it wrong. Weird. So. Uh, That's what? so weird. What? The first huh. guys? <laughs> oh, because on line one is State College, Pennsylvania, <laughs> which is which is a weird name, you know, if you're a parent yeah. uh, to name your child. Well, well they're alumni Matt of State College. State College. Can we call you State? I just left the Matt out, but I added it on to the fourth line. Just State, ahead. State College, Pennsylvania, calling from Matt. <laughs> hey, SCP, what's happening, buddy? <laughs> Hey, this is State College here. Hey, hey. Well, it's nice to talk to you. Why do both of our guests have better radio voices than I do? I don't know. Yeah, they I, sound real good for being on the phone. Well, one of them's great. named after a college. So <laughs> I mean, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt anything. <laughs> all right, Matt, you are uh, in the running here. Let's meet all of our contestants. Is that Kirk College? Uh, Clayton, North Carolina is on line two. <laughs> And, uh, I added the name to that line, <laughs> Dick. They would know. They did that on the radio. You know, you remember old hosts and me like, yeah, let's go to a Schenectady right. online too. Refer to where you're from. Let's yeah. go to Clayton, North Carolina. Charles. <laughs> I was trying so hard to remember where they were from. I bet you were. Charles, welcome to the program, man. <laughs> oh, glad to be here. Uh, glad to have you and a chance to win. Uh, and then finally, all the way from Stamford, Connecticut, Dan. Dan, what's happening, buddy? Hey, how are you? Welcome to the show, and uh, congratulations on a chance for a trip to Rogue. Uh, Now, Dan, also from my home state of Connecticut, so uh, I'm going to root for Dan tonight. Good. Right on. That's that's selfish. (laughs) Hey. Now, not that it matters. I I really have no swing uh, in how the results play out. Here's what we've done for you folks. We've created a game. Of 20 questions. And you're all going to play together with your questions um, to try to guess the answer. Right. All right. Uh, So here's how it works. We're going to go just down the line through each one of you, and you each get to ask a question. We're going to tell you, uh, what are the categories uh, of the potential answers tonight, Moskowitz? Well, sure, of course, it's home brewing and craft beer related. So you're talking industry luminaries, brewing equipment, brewing processes, a beer, a brewing company, et cetera. So, for example, the first question might be, is it a brewery or is it a beer or is it a brewing process? So that you can start to narrow down the questions. Um, you're each going to get to ask a question. We're just going to go down the line. So, for example, we'll start with Kirk, and he'll ask his first question. And then we'll go to Matt, and he'll ask another question. And you're trying to get enough clues to, to guess what the answer is. Now, here's how you win. You buzz in when you think you know the answer. But you only have two guesses. So if the first question is, is it a brewery? And I say yes. And Beardy buzzes in and goes, all right, all right. Beardy. It's Russian River. It's me. Right. (laughs) If he's wrong, he's used up one of his guesses, and he only gets one more. 
throughout the entire 20 you questions. idiot. Beard Man, I shouldn't have buzzed in. Am I making myself clear enough? They're yes yeah, or no yeah. questions, right? Yes, um, yes or no. They're yes all or yes or no, no questions. 20 questions. And we're just going to go down the line. So you can yeah. buzz in at any time, but you each just ask one question at a time until we get to 20 questions, and then, you, and then you'll all have to give an answer. Would any of you fellas <laughs> like to use something other than your name as your buzz-in sound? No. Okay, perfect. Uh, uh, <laughs> Let's just use their name because it'll make my life easier. Okay. I just was wondering if they wanted to do the uh, the Matt Peterson belch, is you know, from the anchor show. Is that, I think I just prefer if they just yell out the their name, name. Okay. and then it'll be clear as, as possible. So, What if we can't remember our name? That's well, then is, it, is it their name as Bevo gave them or their <laughs> actual birth name? <laughs> yeah. 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 St. Petersburg. <laughs> yeah, those of you who got an extra long name from Bevo. I, I, yeah. uh, State College, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Yes, State College, Pennsylvania. <laughs> what is your guess? <laughs> uh, all right, so I have Kirk, Matt, Charles, and Dan. You're all playing along, and uh, we're we just... have like the, the the boring white guy name <laughs> right. called you know board. Yeah. There's no like uh, you know Jamarcus. Kirk. Yeah. How about we go J- Kirk, yeah. Jamat, J- Charles, <laughs> J- Dan? Is that is that better? Yeah, it's a little better. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually uh, what know, my, my mom named me, Jamat, and I, I changed it legally. Oh, it was all right. So we'll go uh, with Jamat, at least for one. <laughs> Two guys trying to make the same joke at the same time. <laughs> I think uh, it was three. Yeah. It's twice as funny. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's just like our show. Uh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Except that it's four guys trying to make the same <laughs> right. joke all the time. And one guy sleeping. Uh, all right. <laughs> the worst tasty. It's or, or sick. Either. He's here. We got virtual tasty. All right. I'm in talk. Contestants, uh, just so that uh, I want to be sure you all uh, that it's fair and you yeah. all know the rules of the game. Are there any questions? Do you know what we're doing here? All set. Everybody's set. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go right down the list in the order that we introduced you. So, Kirk, you're going to start. You get to ask the first question, and then we'll go to Matt, and then Charles, and then Dan. Any one of you can buzz in, but remember, among the 20 total questions you guys can ask combined, you only get to buzz in and answer twice. Kirk, you're up first. What's your question? Has JP ever hugged the head brewer of that brewery? No. Matt? Uh, is this a beer? No. Charles. Uh, is it a brewery? No. <laughs> Dan. Is it a place? No. And Scott, just give the. It could be a. It could be a. a, a well, we've already said no to brewery. Uh, it, we've already said no to beer. Uh, it could be a brewing process. Yes. Could what be else could it be? A brewing equipment or industry luminary. Okay. And so now we're on we're to fifth question now. Back to Kirk. But, uh, do they use grain in their process? I'll tell you what, Kirk. Just to help you out, <laughs> yeah, do. I'm gonna let you ask again. We've already we've already answered no to is it a brewery? So they yeah, using but grain still be metery, not making beer, but uh, okay. So true. do you want to oh, stick with the question or it? ask a sure. new question? Okay. No. Answer is no. Yep. Okay. Uh, is this a brewing industry luminary? No. Not a Matt. Charles? Is it a brewing process? Yes. There we go. We got a yes to brewing mm-hmm. process from Charles. We're through seven questions. Dan? Well, uh, 
Um, what? Is it fermentation? No. Was that a question or a guess? Well, I'll go right, question. Yeah. He didn't buzz in, so I'll give him question. Is it well, if he said yes, then he could say, Dan, fermentation. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't buzz in, so I took, I took it as a question. So it is not a fermentation. Uh, on, uh, back to Kirk. Uh, is it... Uh, um, boy. It's a brewing process. We've established that, just so you all yeah, know. This is killing me. Uh, is it a separation process? No. no. Matt. Uh, is this hot side? No. no. That's 10 questions now. So you're halfway through your 20 questions, guys. I feel like you're starting to get close. That was Matt, right? So Charles is up. Yep. It is post fermentation. Yes. yes. Dan, you're up. Is it uh, conditioning? Huh. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Let us, let us work through the beats of this real quick. I well, think just asked, is it conditioning? If it, the answer is not conditioning. Come here, Verdi. Come here. Oh, You think Matt. I can read that Matt, from Matt, here? Matt buzzed yeah. in. We heard you, Matt. Hold I on one second. Okay, Matt has just buzzed in. Before I answer, you can, you can give your answer before I... All right. Is it lagering? It is not lagering. All Matt right. has used up one of his. This is what it is. So no. to the question, is it conditioning, what is the answer? No. Okay. So, no. It's so, barely can't see anything. Yeah, I agree. And I'm still pointing at your it. screen. Here, here. But J- JP chimed in, so I'm good enough, I'm good enough for JP. Oh. Oh, let me write it down. Whose question was that? Was that Charles? Charles. Good one. Yeah, Dan, you're up. You're real close. Uh, I just said, was, was the conditioning? Was that right? So it's not conditioning. Right? Oh, so oh Dan did the conditioning. Sorry, sorry. So, Charles, were you buzzing in to give an answer? Yes. Okay. Oh. Charles, go ahead. Filtering. Sorry? Filtering. 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 No, sir. It no. is not filtering. Yeah. All right. And Dan asked a last question, which means we're on to Kirk for question number 12. 12. Yeah. Jesus. Um, it's not Jesus. Incorrect. That's one of your guesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's Fair defer enough. to Bev, though. Just keep in mind who made this game. We dude. are getting into semantics here, though. <laughs> That's okay. Period. Yeah. I'm, anti- That's right. I'm anti-semantics. Anti-semantics. Okay. Yeah. Is it packaging? Uh, if No. Wait, was that? Okay, yeah. No. No. That was my... Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Kirk's question. So now we're on to Matt. Remember to buzz in if you're making an official win guess or just ask your question. Uh, so, Matt, you're up. Okay. Well, I feel like the semantics is a bit of a tip there. So um, let's say uh, is this cold storage related? <laughs> that doesn't really help. JP Shaker. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not a yes or no yeah. question. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it is. Because it could be both. Right, exactly. Yes and no. Huh. People say that yeah. to me all the time. Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to let you ask another question. It's, well, I think by default, it's not. But it's that not doesn't matter because it still storage. could be. It's not, well, cold storage. Is not it, to me infers post packaging. You guys are talking too it, much. It depends. It depends on the brewery. Just let me let the guy ask another question. Well, yeah. but, I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> the word storage to me means post package. To you, correct. To you, to you. which to, to still the answer people. wouldn't necessarily be no. So I'm going to let him ask another question. 
Uh, okay, how about, uh, is it related to flocculation? I didn't hear the question. <laughs> is it related to flocculation? No. 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 That was our 13th question from... Well, to you. <laughs> I don't relate it to flocculation. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I do, though. <laughs> Are we on to Charles now? Okay. Do it involve a bright tank? <laughs> yes. Yes and no. Oh, Charles. Yes, yes and no. Spirity's right. Yes. Oh. Uh, on to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the clarifier? What's I said it? yes. Okay. All right, Justin makes okay. the call. And I said no. Is it carbonation? No. Was that a guess? Yeah. Was that a, it, well, are you buzzing in with an answer, answer or was that I'm your question? question? That was my question. No. You are now through 15. You have five more questions, and then you'll all be forced to guess what the thing, what the brewing process is. We're on to Kirk. What if they all fail? Yeah, this we is got, we got more. We got more. We got more. And we got Believe time. me, we've anticipated this game failing miserably, so we have. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. Uh, My back... question is, can I, can I get another beer? <laughs> yes. Uh, is that your oh. question, Kirk? Yes. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. We're on to Matt. Jamat. Oh, Jesus. Um, no, we told you. No, no, is not. Is it, not him. Um, <laughs> is it packaging related? Ask that too. Packaging related. Yes, that too already. Yeah, I think we did ask yeah, that already. Yeah, that got asked. And oh, it, damn. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and ask another one. That's all right. This guy uh, is going is, to hell. Is it bottling related? <laughs> no. Is that a bottle of but package? a question, not a, not a right. guess. Yeah, okay, no. Charles. Does it involve a centrifuge? No. Dan. Is it uh, beer blending related? No. You have. Uh, it's now back to Kirk. There is one question remaining, and then you will all be forced to use your two guesses to guess what this brewing process is. It could be any part of the brewing process. I encourage you to think about the things we've eliminated uh, so far through the game. Uh, go ahead, Kirk, with the final and <laughs> don't the, screw this up, Kirk. With the 20th you, question. You had to remind them to think about the how shit that everyone already said. Well, especially because the rest is, is it packaging? Still no. <laughs> Next question. We'd like to encourage is thinking. Is it Sierra Nevada? <laughs> Not a brewery. It's a process. All right, go ahead, Kirk. Do you remember how the Great White Hope didn't work out? <laughs> yeah, story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 is it cold crashing? No, it's not cold crashing. It's yeah, not. You, you, yeah. Okay. So we've used up 20 questions. Now you're each uh, Matt. You've already used up one guess, and Charles, used, you've used up one guess. You're each going to get to choose a uh, brewing process <laughs> and see if you can get it right. Kirk just went with that last question, so we're going to start with Dan. Dan, what's your guess? What brewing process is it? Uh, I'd have to say mashing, mashing in. Okay, it is not mashing in. Now we'll go to Kirk, just to even out the one guesses apiece. Kirk, what brewing process is it? Is it boiling? It is not boiling. 
Uh, now we'll go to Matt, who I believe had the first guess of the night. This is your final guess, Matt. What brewing process is it? Uh, I will guess aeration. It is not aeration. Uh, now we will go to Charles, your final guess of the night. Uh, of, would, of the round. I would say. Just, just a reminder, you guys asked if it was hot side or not. And the last three have been hot side. <laughs> yeah. Sierra Nevada. Right, right. It's cold side, just as a refresher. Blue. <laughs> Thank you, Beardy. Charles. And it's not packaging. Uh, nope. Cold side, cold side. What else? Uh, carbonation, but I think somebody said that. Uh, that was, yeah, that was, that was, was asked. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so no. I'll let you. I'll let you go ahead and put out a, a guess. Uh, not packaging. Applying for a license. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is cold time. Uh, not good. Ah, cold side. All I can think of is filtering. But I already said that, so I know that's not it. So fast forward to the cake. It is not transferring. That's a good guess, though. Yeah, yeah that's transferring's on the cold yeah. side. Transferring yeah. is racking, racking. Sure. All right, Dan. It's down to two people this round. You and Kirk each have one guess left. Dan, what do you think? Fermentation. That was asked. And so I do. Now. I do once again encourage everyone. To <laughs> Remember, <laughs> reflect on what questions were. So asked. I'm going to go ahead and give you another chance to. To give a good guess. Um, is it cold crashing? That was asked also. But I can't keep it. That, it is not cold crashing. We're, now we're down to Kirk. Uh, Kirk, you've got one guess left no. this round before we start a new round. Unless you can. <laughs> Jesus. Unless For all you the can, potatoes, yeah. Kirk. Unless <laughs> you can nail it right now. Oh, Jesus. Does and he win a trip if he gets this right? right little, yeah. little ra- no, he does not. <laughs> no, no, okay. Just because of our frustration. Don't he still has to compete, word has to compete again. Uh, it's, we've, we've discovered it's on the uh, cold side. Uh, it is, we discovered. It is neither fermentation, packaging, filtering, bottling. Carbonation. Carbonation or transferring. Racking. Or cold crashing. Or cold crashing. Definitely not cold Twice. Crashing. It's not fermentation either. What else twice, in the brewing yeah. process could it be? Kirk, you have one shot. Pint night. <laughs> yeah. I've never had your beer beard. before, so uh wait, what did you say? Runoff? That's all I got. What? He says runoff. That's run off. Hot side. That's hot side again. Still not correct. <laughs> not for me, it's not. <laughs> I fucking Can I buzz in? Yeah, I boil with dry you ice. You can buzz dude. in, but it doesn't count. <laughs> no, every, everybody has used their chill and then run off. Everybody's so. used their guesses this round. However, whoever asked to do that, I'll give you a chance just for fun, but it does not give you the win. Who was that? How about Matt? That was me, Dan. Dry hopping. Uh, dry hopping. Oh! Y'all got it one guess too late. Wow. It was dry hopping. Awesome. So now, my game failed and worked. I, which one did it do? It failed, I, I don't know what it did. Yeah. Uh, all I'm right. Irritated. We're starting a new round. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do this time right. around. I'm going to answer the very first question for you. And then uh, we're, we're going to start backwards this time. We started with Kirk last time. We're going to start with Dan this time. Same thing. You get 20 questions, two guesses each. Make sure that you buzz in if you want your statement or question to be, you know, to be a guess. 
right? Otherwise, we're just it's just a question. So we'll start with Dan. The first question should be, is it a beer? And the answer is yes, it's a beer. So Should I count that as a question? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. One now they get 20 questions okay. from here. That's how you start 20 questions. You, yeah. pick, a, you pick a thing that it's it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dan, go ahead, please. What's your question? Uh, just, just to clarify, are we going by labels, uh, specific beer names? Can, can you give me a little? It's a specific beer name. Okay. Yeah. Kegging. Uh, is, <laughs> yeah. is it filtration? Yeah. <laughs> Vorlaw. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. Go ahead, Dan. What's your question? He's not sorry. Is it made in the West Coast? No. West Coast of what? Charles. Assuming you meant the West Coast of America, of it, is, it is not. Uh, Charles, go ahead, please. It is from a brewery that was on the show. No. Matt. Good question. That's a good question. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> is this traditionally an American ale? No. Kirk. Is it a German beer? No. Dan. Is it a Belgian style? Yes. Five down. Charles. Which means it's sometimes it is German. A sour. No. Jamat. Well, I've had. No. Bad man. Is this beer golden in color or lighter? It is not golden in color. Kirk. Uh, is this beer a Belgian dark strong? Yes. <laughs> Why is there? Look, I did something useful. Yeah. I- I'm going to have to look it up. We're going to look up the style real quick. I don't, I don't know. I <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm 99% sure yes. Yeah. We're just going to yeah. double check for you Eva before we move do on. Homework. We want to be fair. Uh, let's just go with yes. As close as you technically, can get. Technically, no. Technically, no. Technically, no. Yeah. It's listed as something different? Correct. Okay. Nope. All right. Mean you but to off. Justin, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has two of those components. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just didn't fall under the style guideline. Um, who was that? Kirk? Yeah. Okay. So we're on to Dan, please. And what question was that? Uh, that was seven. Uh, that was eight, at least. Eight. So I have eight. Okay. That was eight. So question number nine, Dan. Is it a Belgian double? No. Charles, question number ten. Is it a, is it a Trappist beer? Yes. Oh, Charles. You, Charles all right. In. Oh, Charles yeah. is buzzing in. The specific beer that we're talking about is what? Uh, uh, Westy 12. Yes! Yes! Westy 12! There you go, dude. <laughs> Charles did it. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles moves on to the second round, which we'll have on our next show. Congratulations, Charles. You're still in the running. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Dan, Jamat, and Kirk, uh, please send an email back to Bevo because we have prizes for you as well.
Thanks for bringing such good beer, too, guys. Uh, yeah. You're yeah. the man. Thanks the man. for your help Thanks, uh, in, in us Thanks, winning uh, Club of the Year. It was really awesome, and we're stoked to be able to offer you this opportunity. Uh, hopefully you're not too disappointed. We just wanted a, you know, a semi-fair way to get you guys to, to Rogue, so we thought a, a game would be fun. Uh, none of you idiots could get dry so. hopping, though. Come on. Come on, guys. They got a one dry question hopping. too late. <laughs> Did any of you brew a hoppy-style beer that actually used dry hopping? Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Alright. <laughs> well, gentlemen, again, thanks for competing under the Brewing Network. We love it. Thanks for playing tonight. And Charles, congratulations. Uh, we'll be in touch with you tomorrow about how you can move on to the second round. Thanks, guys. Alright. Thank you. Thanks. Right. Thanks for coming to the Homebrew Club meeting, guys. Yeah. 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 Great to see you. Yeah, appreciate Um... All right, that was cool. The second round was good. We do when we do. I like this game. We do have to just announce what it is first. Yeah. Instead of the first, le- letting them do the first yeah. question. Yeah. It just went smoother. Yeah. Well, yeah. otherwise, I still think they could have gotten to dry hopping. They oh, weren't. They clearly that, weren't they paying. The same right. questions they clearly weren't paying enough yeah. attention. Yeah. However, setting up the, the the specific category just well, that's how the game works. Gave because it a smoother. If, can you imagine like you you pick a, a person, <laughs> place thing, thing in the world, yeah. person, yeah. place, thing, or idea, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, it could be literally anything in the universe. Yeah. Well, but well, your first question beer, is, though, well, is right, it a person? Right. Exactly. They could have worked together a little bit more. Right. Then you get through four down. questions to to discover it's a thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I and, get you. Yeah. You're right. And, and they were their questions were, is it mashing in? <laughs> It's like that's a guess. That's not a question. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, my but guess kind of We might need to hone it a little on our side. The the specific, if we had limited it to just a beer or a brewery, there's really no confusion, right? Yeah. Right. Sure. So, but they, anyhow, yeah, it, I think yeah. it worked. There were some good questions though, narrowing it down. Yeah. Yes. Well, Charles yeah. had a couple of real solid ones. Yeah. And he ultimately won. So. Right. <laughs> they need to play more. <laughs> Practice up on well the the losers get the home version of the game so that's okay. good oh. news. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna play the game again on our next show with another four contestants and the winner of that game will compete against Charles for the chance to bring whoever the fuck they want to Rogue <laughs> now that we know how to do it <laughs> without <Right. saying>. yeah. <laughs> which people expect that's how it goes doesn't it it's true uh, now that worked out pretty well yeah it was yeah. great Charles is stoked I'm sure yeah, yeah. Kurt's gonna slit his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, knowing you, Kurt. he actually already did. He sent me a video via Skype. Great. And, uh, it awesome. wasn't it wasn't pretty. No? No. no. <laughs> it's too bad. It's pretty bad. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of beer news. Um, yeah. And then we'll do our Twitter game. Okay, great. We had a lot of really good submissions. <laughs> and I've got some prizes to give away from Bike Dog Brewing, who left some shirts and things like that, too. So our Twitter game winner will win something from Bike Dog. And I think we'll send our contestants tonight something. Plus, what? I got two. Uh, stainless steel kettles as part of the Brewing uh, Network Club of the Year oh, award whoa. as well, which we'll figure out how to give out kettles our, from where on our next program. Um, I don't know; they just got sent to me from the BA. I don't remember the brand. Oh, but um, I could use one. They're nice little. You're getting kettle. a Pico Brew on Sunday. Shut up! I am not. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Quick break. When You'll we come back, fine. you'll be fine. <laughs> Beer news. Hang in there. It's the session. to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. 
Introducing Clarity Firm from White Labs, an amazing tool for pro brewers and home brewers. Clarity Firm is an endoprotease that will reduce chill haze and increase the stability of your beer and produces gluten-reduced beer. Clarity Firm is easy to use. Just add it when you pitch your yeast, and Clarity Firm will do its work during fermentation. When fermentation is complete, chill haze will already have been addressed. In addition, reduce the gluten content in beers made with barley and wheat with Clarity Firm. Most beers made with Clarity Firm will test below 20 parts per million, the current international standard for gluten-free. Better looking and more stable beer with the added benefit of reduced gluten so you can pour your beer for more friends and customers. Why wouldn't you use Clarity Firm? Clarity Firm from White Labs. The reasons are crystal clear. Learn more at whitelabs.com. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com. That's it. I've had it. I am 
never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank what a you. great night. Thanks again to uh, Bike Dog Brewing for being on the program tonight. Thanks to Lewis and Jason for coming in and participating in our Guest JP's Beer game, which is, I think, a little better than Guest JP's number. I felt like J- right. Guest JP's Beer yeah. was... Well, I think even uh, if you lose, you still get a little something out of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. A little but, bit of JP's Backwash. I right. feel like we should yeah. play it every week. Guest JP's Beer. What did you order, JP? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I asked for a thing with you, and I got to do Hickey. Yeah. got this other thing. I think it was just another vehicle for you to make fun of two more people. <laughs> All right, hey, just quickly, let me, you know, if you're looking for Christmas gifts and things like that, our ugly sweater shirt is up right now. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash on tap or go to our homepage and click the on tap tab, and you'll find our second annual ugly sweater. It's only yeah. available till yeah. December 7th. It's a short run, so we can try to get it printed and out to you quickly, and then you can wear it to your favorite uh, company Christmas party. It features reindeer shitting. <laughs> and shitting, raining shit grenades. Shitting hop grenades. Immediately offensive. Which we think is just great. Oh, we love ourselves oh, yeah. around here. Yeah. 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 Why are you looking at me when you say that? We sit around talking about how funny we are together yeah. all the time. Right. You see how long the email thread is of that ugly sweater shirt? Oh, of us, yeah. us perfecting that design. It went back and forth with a oh bunch of God. stupid little, like, uh, detail. coming out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look uh, sweatery enough. <laughs> but steam coming out of the poops is a good addition for next year. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. A little, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so it, it, uh, clearly it's now a series of ugly sweaters, uh, yeah, t-shirts, right. ugly sweater shirts. Oh, man. com slash on tap. And, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can buy Christmas gifts and support the BN and also our sponsors like uh, the wonderful Moonlight Meadery. Yeah, that's right. If you want uh, 15% off of your purchase, you can go to com slash army, and it'll redirect you. To uh, to Moonlight site and the code I believe is automatic and go in and, and grab some uh, some tasty meads man he ships to I don't know maybe half of the country so far wow but fifteen uh, percent off that's pretty sweet on that's pretty nice. good meads man yeah so uh, check him out uh, moonlightmeadery.com slash bn army that's gotta Beautiful. make a great Christmas gift too right I mean for you, for people that uh, I mean it's so yummy like who's not gonna like it. Perfect stocking stuffer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's what, right. what are you, 375 mils or something yeah. like that. I'm just going to yes. throw this out there. Some Kurt's apple pie for oh. Beverly. You will. <laughs> you, know, Bevo, Be- Bevo. you know what Bevo needs to do is like uh, like some of those uh, chat cam girls. I mean, I've read about it online. It's a phenomenon. I don't sure. know anything about uh, yeah. it like chat firsthand. Heard about but it. then, you know, you get like tips and presents and people buy you stuff. Oh, really? Oh. Maybe that's what we need for Bev. 
for buy Bevo stuff. Oh, yeah, right. that's and our like, new campaign. Like buy yeah. Bevo stuff. Buy Bevo stuff. Yep. And if you buy her a bunch of Do Kurt's it. apple pie, Sammy will right. finally get laid. It's not right. by Bevo's that, that, stuff. That might right. happen. It's by Bevo's stuff. How old is Abigail now? Three. Uh, Sammy has not gotten laid in three years. <laughs> well, three years and nine months. Yeah. Almost just, four. What a trooper. A <laughs> what a trooper, that guy. So. Sam hasn't been laid in five years. <laughs> Bevo needs Wait a some second. Kurt's apple pie. And it would just all around make me a nicer person. We yeah, know that's true. I agree with that. Yeah. That yeah. or a lobotomy. Everything helps. Tequila, not so much. Mead, yes, makes her a nicer <laughs> person. Uh, tequila makes me very smart. It does? <laughs> yeah. She thinks so. Said every club rat ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do some beer news, shall we? Yes, please. It's the Brewing Network's Beer News, brought to you by homebrewstuff.com. Yes, and Homebrew Stuff, along with uh, every other uh, retail outlet on the planet, is running Cyber Monday deals as I talk, which means that the madness of Black Friday is over, and uh, people, as per usual, waited hours in the freezing cold to buy uh, cheap TVs and toys destined for landfills. But amongst all the consumerism, there was uh, the great beer people of Milwaukee, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there are about 800 people in line before 8 a.m. Friday. They waited in a 15-degree snow outside of Lakefront Brewery there in Milwaukee to buy a limited edition Black Friday bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Stouts. The fourth year they've done it. They sold out 5,022s in under four hours. Wow. 15 bucks a pop. This is a nice festive atmosphere, a DJ breakfast. How much money is that? Oh yeah. man, it's like uh, so keep seventy going. grand or so. Bucks. Wow, <laughs> uh, bourbon barrel stuff from like seventy-five thousand dollars. A lot. Did you see the brewery? Oh, God, or just did you see the brewery that it's from, or just Lakefront? Oh, Lakefront. Lake yeah, oh, okay. yeah. The style. Fucking pay attention, beauty. What are you playing? Twenty questions over there. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking tequila. I'm trying to get smart. I see. <laughs> Dry hopping. Is it on the on the hot side? <laughs> Lake- <Is it> right? <laughs> Lakefront Brewery. Do you barrel age on the hot side? When does that happen? <laughs> Wait, how many? Sorry, fifteen dollars times how many? Times uh, five thousand. It's seventy-five thousand wow. dollars. That's still seventy-five grand. I'm drinking tequila in there. Yeah, Lakefront Brewery owner Russ Klitsch said the business would take in more money on that uh, Black Friday than uh, any other day during the year. Of course, he said mm-hmm. he is his employees got the idea after they tried doing early hours tours for beer lovers on Black Friday a few years ago, and uh, people just came out in droves at eight in the morning to drink beer. Uh, so he said he figured at that point, time to make a beer for those people. So uh, God, I had to do a Black Friday story since here we are on Cyber Monday. I think mm-hmm. that Black Friday is a good day to do beer events because yeah. you, you have – well, you've got the people that are out doing Black Friday, and they need to drink because they were out doing Black Friday. Then you have the snarky people who, I hate Black Friday. It's Frank McCartney. It's so yeah, y'all, is it? They need to drink. They need yeah. something else to do. Everybody sort of wins with a uh, Black Friday yeah. beer event. And then you I, have the people who drank too much yes. on Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And instead of having Bloody Marys, they uh-huh. can have a beer. beer. Yep. I know the, some of those. The reason I, asked, I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The reason I asked who it was is because I heard that uh, Goose Island was releasing Bourbon County Stout yeah. on Black Friday also. Yeah. And they were having lines form yeah, at liquor stores. Have, they might have done so too. Yeah. Okay. Black Friday. Well, as if you needed another excuse to have one more beer, here's a damn good one, courtesy of your friends at the Brewing Network. The future of your lineage may depend on it. A new study conducted at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston has illustrated preliminary findings that a pint of beer a day could increase male fertility. Oh, my God. The study examined 105 men, all of whom had wives or girlfriends undergoing in vitro fertilization treatment at the time. They did an extensive dietary survey on these men. The results indicated that those who drank the most alcohol 
though even the highest consumption of the group was fairly moderate, the equivalent of about a pint and a half a day or so, uh, had double the chances of conception than those who drank the least. If this is true, I could get Bevo pregnant right. from here. Right. This is my last pint, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, no, yeah. I'm, I'm stretching a heroin right now. <laughs> right. Specifically, Bevo, wake up. I just got you pregnant. <laughs> huh? She has <laughs> no on. idea. Hold on. Her mic's out. Come on. Like, I didn't even know. It felt much like the first yeah, time she It just pregnant. happened. Yeah. You're pregnant. And it's mine. What? Sweet. I've... <laughs> it happened through the glass from the other side of the room because I have a lot more than a pint and a half a day. A pint and a half a day. Yeah. Massachusetts General Hospital has says it is so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> your little guy. You're welcome. <laughs> Holler. <laughs> you got some swimmers there. <laughs> they be swimming. Specifically, right. it was about a 57 percent chance of becoming a father. Those who drank little to nothing had a 28 percent chance of, of the of the people in this study. So it really was a, a huge difference. A uh, possible reason behind the link uh, may just be mental, insofar as social drinking can. Uh, I am also mental. <laughs> Go on. They can, or, I concur. Check. They had an ugly wife. <laughs> Social drinking might benefit couples trying to conceive because it helps reduce stress, and you, you just kind of relax. Um, drinking beer did not actually cause male sperm to increase in quality, and really, oh. the researchers couldn't pinpoint mm, a quantity. Def- couldn't define a, a real reason behind the findings, or even draw a direct link with any certainty. Which That's means a great study. There so, be, there, there's need to do more research before you should decide to up your beer and take the name of procreation. But if you know, if you want to participate in the next study, I got a number for you. To so call. my question. <laughs> Thank you. My question is. Hand it over. Was it only the males drinking? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, then that huh. killed that idea because I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> makes you, you might be more fertile. <laughs> well, that, well, just more receptive. Yeah. But no, this yeah, is no, saying. Definitely receptive. Right, exactly. Not <laughs> this is saying not. Right. Yeah. But that's the difference, right? Like, it's not just saying, oh, you're just more likely to do it. It's saying it literally increases your. Uh, um, not the quality of the sperm, but the, the chances of conception, not just because mm. you're going to do it more. Right. Because, because yeah. the same amount of times. No, they swim harder and faster. Right. and they just kind of go wandering in areas. <laughs> yeah. They to go be. to the random places yeah. they right. might find an egg. What's down this fallopian tube? <laughs> 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 oh my God. Yeah. I love the idea of sperm thinking, a little, <laughs> like little thought bubbles <laughs> in the video. Right. I don't, what's down this fallopian? Maybe the maybe the causation and the correlation are switched. So maybe it's just that the people that are that are likely to drink more yeah. already are sort of a more virile person to begin with, which is why they're driven to drink. Sure, you know, or they're having more sex or whatever. Well, but it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not it's not because of increased frequency. Okay. Yeah. All and right. As an aside, the study had some interesting conclusions on caffeine intake, oh which is that men who drank around two cups of coffee a day had a 19 percent chance of conception, while those who had very little to none had a 52 percent chance. So. Presumably, oh. caffeine will drastically lower. So, if you drink coffee we'll and beer, it's like it even, you know, evens it out. So, if you're looking to stay, you know, happy, keep drinking coffee. Right. Uh, if you, <laughs> That's <laughs> happiness rude. as defined uh, by not having kids. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Happiness as in your life still belongs right. to you. Yeah. Right. If you have right. a lot of money to piss away and you never really want to save to retire early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's, on, yeah, please. here's a quick, uh, quick, insane statistic for you guys. Forty-four percent of 21 to 27 year old drinkers have never tried Budweiser. Oh. And that stat is according to AB InBev, who has a reason to lie in the other direction. So it's likely not an exaggerated stat. You know what I like about oh. this statistic is that at least five years ago, and maybe earlier than that. Doc, when we started talking to brewers on the program and and talking about the rise of craft beer, I remember sitting in our garage talking about this and making the statement that there are young people who don't remember a time when there wasn't craft beer on the shelf, especially like at the Safeway. 
Uh, they were, you know, but that was years ago. Yeah. Now there are people that not only don't remember a time that it wasn't at the Safeway, but that have actually never tried a Budweiser. Yeah. This is incredible. It's true. And Amazing. There, from this article, there is this stat as it pertains to your five years ago. It was that Bud has now a 7.6% share of the U.S. beer market down from 10% five years ago and down from 14.5% in 2004. So yeah. you're talking half in 10 years. It's really That's crazy. That's humongous. Oh, thank God. It's insanity. Well, you used to never be able to go into any bar and at least one of the taps wasn't Bud or Bud Light. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of commonplace to not see that anchor or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Anchor beer right there. God bless us. And that's well, why Budweiser now is basically they're in now a position of having to elbow their way back into a lot of bars. It's unfamiliar territory for them. Budweiser has gone from being basically, yeah, what well, you're saying, one of four beers on draft sure. 10 years ago. Now you might not even find it. Maybe it's one of 10 options. Distributors are getting clever. Like this article was saying they, um, on Halloween, to get Bud on draft at bars, were selling Bloodweiser, right? Yeah. Food coloring red Bud. And that Ew. was the only... And some craft beer bars were like, yeah, all right, fine. And they put it on for Halloween. But that's it. Menstruizer. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. So weird. Hey, oh. that happens more than once a year. That's once happens a month. once a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, keep in mind, though, just to make sure this figure stays in perspective, the, the market share that is now ex- exceeded... Budweiser is all craft breweries combined. Yes. Against one single company. One, one single one brand. One single brand. Yes. So let's just keep that in mind. It's a wonderful figure and and that we're clearly uh, that craft beer is rising and I and I love to see that. But that is but, still all 3000 something breweries right. in America versus one brand. Yeah. But that's so. unfortunate for Budweiser. The stigma is so great that yeah. those the 21 to 27s they've Think it's so bad that they're not even willing to try not it, even try it once, and especially kind of, especially with the cost, right? Right. Because yeah, exactly. I drank Natty Light because it was the cheapest thing around. Yeah. Right. I also didn't know what craft beer was at the time. I won't lie about that. But at my at that age, four dollars a twelve pack, I think it was. Like, they well, just I, don't want to be the people drinking Budweiser, right? They're I, willing to pay more too. I wonder is. if it begs the question of if is the is the common man common beer drinker becoming less adventurous with their beer drinking mm. right because they, they're not willing to even try it like you said based on the cost point it's everywhere pretty much uh, that's not a quote craft beer bar mm-hmm. um are we kind of shooting ourselves in the foot as a, as a movement right as an industry of of saying oh we're too hard ho- not hoity-toity, i don't but think i don't I, think it equals I, less I, adventurous i think I, it does I, I because could, because not that, trying yeah. the like, one major brand but, is well, less adventurous well, only the one that was asked about mm. but maybe you know maybe it's maybe it's oh it, uh, it's a Bud Miller or Coors or PBR, I'm not going to drink that shit. I'm a fucking six percent and over, baby. You know, twenty IBUs or less. Get out of my face. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a thought because uh, you know, I can like see you said, a snobby argument being made, but not a less adventurous. I, I because see, well, because I think on the craft side, you're still then trying. 12 different brands right. Right. Well, yeah, but, versus well, the one. How about counter-marketing? Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're, they're willing to kind of buy the hype uh, that it, Budweiser's going to be gross, so I'm not going to try it. Well, how do you know? So that right. I agree. Right. Yeah, that there that, could be I, part of this. I mean, yeah. yeah, there could be part of this. And that's what I mean about a little bit of snobbery, a little bit of hipstery. Yeah. We're not going to try the, the, you know, the man's beer. Right. It's kind of like that. It's like it's it the man bringing us down. It can't be good. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it can. It was the dominant beer for, <laughs> for decades. Yeah. For yeah. a reason. Yeah. 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 I could see the price for inhibiting adventurism too, amongst <laughs> the same price point because you're like, well, I'm, I'm going to spend nine bucks a six pack 
I'll buy the one I know I like. Yeah. Versus nine bucks for a six pack that no, I'm, roll, I, I'm rolling the dice pack. on. I, I'm guilty of that right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But by the way, I think we just that problem since they're cheaper. Yeah. Which is even more of a problem, I guess, for Budweiser. I think we just started a new brewing network uh, uh, show, a new series called "Hipsters Arguing About Beer." <laughs> uh, I think it'll be an. Interesting, I think that's our whole network. Oh, I think it'll be a fascinating show. People will just love it. I had this beard before those assholes thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, technically, I was growing mine before you were growing yours. You're probably Bebo's growing mine hanging yours herself with her earphones right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, All right, uh, you guys remember the beer mile? I, I reported back in June that the uh, hallowed sub five minute beer mile was accomplished at long last by James the Beast Nielsen. You guys remember this? I don't. Well, what you, is the beer mile? You, you no. run a lap. You, you chug, chug a beer. Oh, you okay. Lap, you chug oh, a beer. Yeah. You know. So four beers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One yes. Per lap. So well, now yeah. apparently uh, Lance Armstrong has attempted this uh, to qualify for the World Beer Mile Championship. Just to, just in the qualifying, the preliminaries. Because he's got nothing going there's on. A champ- there's a championship. <laughs> yes. And, and he's there like poster boy. Yeah. Well, he can't ride a bike anymore. <laughs> He can't. Okay. But he, well, and he can't do the beer mile either. He quit after one lap. Really? Yeah. And his quote was, "Well, that was not what I expected." <laughs> so, <laughs> which so you have question. to do it what under. You, expect? you have to do the mile under how many? No, there's no set time. I'm oh, just saying okay. that's the world record. It's just the fastest to do the mile. Yeah. W- by chugging a beer each lap. Correct. I think I'm in. <laughs> the running part might get you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you have to Wait. run in between. Oh, I have to run. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Well, if Lance, Armstrong can't even, if Lance Armstrong can't even finish, maybe I just have to walk. Yeah. <laughs> What's your idea, Beaver? Chug a beer. Yeah. And ride a Segway around. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm you in. know, I had a similar idea. Chug a beer and stand still <laughs> yeah. while, you, while you wait but for another beer. I'll wait for the mile to come to me. Yeah. Right. Anyway, anyway, check this out. Chug a beer and then go to sleep. <laughs> it's you perfect. Win. You win. Yeah. I feel like I should do Sounds the beer crazy. mile, and I feel like the... Brewing Network world needs to see video of it. I agree. Oh, we could do sure. it for charity. Because I'm either going to die or throw up. Or both. Or be totally yeah. fucking victorious. People could donate per lap. How many laps are you going to actually do before this you quit? It could, be like a really walk- good. it could be like a walk-a-thon. Did right, I miss right. the qualifier already? Can I still qualify for the world beer run? I believe you can. Let's find this out. Please don't. Do <laughs> oh my god! And Bebo, make oh, sure my health insurance is paid up, please. And then I think we should try this. I think we need to change. Plans Doc, what do you also. think? You're semi-aware of my health. You've had to look in my mouth yeah. like a horse. <laughs> what do you think? Can I finish the mile? Yeah, I wouldn't bet on your time or anything. But well, yeah. listen, Lance Armstrong couldn't yeah, even finish, absolutely. so I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a short amount of time isn't really the thing. No, doing it's the I thing. I think finishing is okay. the thing. So starting tomorrow, yeah, go for a jog. Like, like when you <laughs> run, say run around your house. I don't. When you say jog, like what do you mean? Like not a leisurely <laughs> stroll. Oh, how about the, after the show, trot to the bathroom. <laughs> And back? And back. Oh. <laughs> well, you huh. said you're going to be you know, needing to ride home. Why don't you just run home? Yeah, I should run home yeah, tonight. Forest. Grab a six-pack or yeah, a couple chug some beers right. along the way. Chug yeah. beer. Somebody, you guys will read the news tomorrow. Martinez, man, face down on Pacheco Boulevard. Lance Armstrong offers condolences. <laughs> yeah. On Pacheco Boulevard, yeah. on Salvio Street. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even make it out of the block that, that Hop Grenade is on. Yeah. You're right. Pacheco's really far away. <laughs> Found dead. <laughs> Family has not come forward to identify the body. Uh, All right, let's end the news with another lightning round. 
Uh, oh. oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, courtesy of uh, John Kay, our friend who writes the news for me, and I relay it verbally on his behalf. Okay. Port and Lost Abbey to introduce third brand, the Hop Concept Brewing. The series will include Dank and Sticky IPA, Citrus and Piney IPA, Lemon and Grassy IPA, and Tropical and Juicy IPA. This one's for JP. Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin will be released soon in a 12-ounce can format. I also heard Victory is planning on canning beers in the near future. <laughs> Founders rumor. Brewing Company to introduce Big Luscious, a chocolate raspberry stout this December to mark the 11th installment Ugh. in the brewery's popular backstage series. Big Luscious will be sold in 750s with a suggested retail price of $16.99 per bottle. And finally, Rogue Sriracha Stout, due in December. Perhaps the worst beer idea ever, and I wonder how expensive this one will be. That is the news brought to you by homebrewstuff.com. Our friends at homebrewstuff.com are just a great place to go for all your Christmas uh, and brewing needs for you, for your family, for your beer person. Homebrewstuff.com slash promotion. Go show them some love, baby. Beautiful. However, I'm disappointed that one news story was left out. What? And that was, I think it it came out last week. It was a new study that... Uh, nine out of ten heavy drinkers, which heavy drinkers are anybody who has more than like uh, five drinks in a in a short period of time, like so you know like a Wednesday. So everyone you went to right. college, yeah, with. like a yeah. Wednesday night, yeah, right, Wednesday yeah. morning, tonight. Nine out of ten heavy drinkers are not, in fact, alcoholics. Hey! Wow. That's right. Only one in ten people who drink large amounts actually display the qualities uh, known as the disease of alcoholism, like which withdrawals and uh, other sorts of health uh, uh, problems. Yeah, it's, it's uh, no matter how uh, much are, their wife screams it at them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. like they, they actually uh, don't have that whole like habitual. Uh, however, the study also did not. You know, condone that amount of drinking, and did not say there are no uh, health. Not. There are no health problems right. with drinking that much. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I just thought it was nice you, to know, you that, know. that nine out of, t- of ten of us are not alcoholics. We're looking at you, Doc. <laughs> right. You know why? I didn't One, report two, three, four, I, d- five. A, I didn't report that. I'm a channel, Doctor Drew, for a second because it's not new news. That it's not defined by quantity. It's uh, defined by consequences. Right. What right. happens when well, you drink? Well, still, however, it was uh, the the health, the health world as a whole for apparently, at least according to the article I read, has for the last you know 20 years really decided, well, quantity is part of it and, and that this is wh- why we actually think people are, are alcoholics. But after studying people for the last also 20 years, this study did, they were like, actually, no, nine out of ten of them Good. do not that's display. A, that's because a huge number, actually. It's the, it's the disease qualities of alcoholism, where, where yeah. it's actually compared to cancer and other things. You know, functions as an actual disease that, that most people don't so, experience those, even yeah. with, with heavy drinking. So is it the addiction uh, part or the side effects that... That defines alcoholism. It's a bit of both. The, yeah. It's the addiction, the side effects. Uh, it's it's all of it. dependency. Oh. It's actually dependency as a whole. Oh, okay. There's a difference between drinking heavily and having a dependency problem. It's, yeah, because <laughs> what, dependency means when you take it out of the equation, you experience uh, disease-like symptoms, physical drawback. Oh, okay. You're kind of messed up. It's also what happens when you right. drink a certain amount of um, psychologically. You know, how your behavior changes. Exactly. That kind of is stuff. it screwing up your life? That's the question. Yeah. My life's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it it yeah. is your life. It's your I, life blood. I'm stellar right now, guys. I'm stellar. I could, I could not be better. Well, if you try really. hard enough, you might one day ratchet up to delightful. <laughs> That's right. Maybe. Says Kim Shimke. <laughs> right. All right, let's finish out our Twitter game. What was our Twitter right. game tonight, JP? Uh, our Twitter game was, I wondered if anybody in the Beaten Army had any recommendations for Tasty's recovery regime, okay. how he can get back, bounce back on his feet, lightning faster than ever. Because he's out with the flu and That's a broken right. something. That's right. A broken something, <laughs> something. rather. We're not sure. Um, our good friend Don Boyle says, uh, cookies, session IPAs, and MILFs. 
Yeah, that's how work. Casey's mm. going to get better. Yeah, and then uh, how he got sick. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, what doesn't kill you? Uh, Baron Sluter says eat a lot of cookies. Wink. Okay. Okay. Uh, Myron Arquinez says gilfs make him chicken soup. Mm. Milfs spoon feed it to him, and college girls sponge bathe him. Yeah. Oh God, if that doesn't make you better, I don't oh, know what will. Right. Me kind of right. sick. Thinking about it. <laughs> I think I've got the flu. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it. I'm not feeling well. Yeah, I'm not feeling either. Uh, Matt Hudson's Haney, which wh- who has a hyphenated last name and is a male, um, <laughs> he says a whole lot of Adam and Eve orders. Yeah, that yeah. that'll work. Yeah. AdamandEve.com. Beer Master Ben says uh, uh, sequentially viewing his AdamandEve.com DVD collection, starting with A and ending whenever his arthritis acts up. Oh yeah, yeah. That'll do it. Uh, Sean Kamshoff says, 72 virgins or a 72-year-old. I forget which. Okay. I thought that was funny. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Saito Runner says, a vaporizer of, quote, medicine, a fistful of Viagra, and those pictures of Bevo he took during the BNA Night Drunk Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Where, Where are, are those? those? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're in the clouds somewhere. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was not a good She cheated night. anyway. <laughs> of course she did. Uh, Jeff Granlick says uh, it's a three-step program. Step one is Waka. Yeah. Step two, Waka. <laughs> Step three, Waka. Oh, Waka, Waka, Waka. waka. Repeat as needed. Got it. <laughs> On the bear behind, I imagine. <laughs> Follows that. <laughs> uh, Scrappy Hound writes, I hate to break it to you, but at his age, there's no hope for him. R.I.P. Tasty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> he can't recover from the flu. Can't right. recover from the flu. <laughs> That's it. Do we have no, to go on? The flu kills more elderly people every that's, year. That's <laughs> our winner right there. Well, and There's I heard, two more. I heard right, something say right. about broken bones kills old people. See? Okay. Broken flu bones. Oh, God. He's got the flu right, and, and a broken, a broken bone. bone. He's finished. Yeah. Shit, that's uh, why I, I wore two gone. jackets in case I needed to be formal for tonight. I didn't know what was going to be. Yeah, it he, might he be a gone. service. Right. Oh, <laughs> We're going to give him an Irish laying out. Scott Pierre says, following Dr. JP's orders to suck a dick, bro. Oh. And then uh, last but not least, Keith Brown just asks, hospice? (laughs) So that's similar to the other one. (laughs) Those two are good. Just don't sign the DNR. (laughs) What was the other one? Uh, Hate to break it to you, but at his age, there's no hope for him. R.I.P. Tasty. Hospice is a little more clever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I could give it to Hospice Keith. Is the, they're the people that come in to take care of you as you die, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm, would I'm voting hospice. hospice. Just for the record. Yeah, they turn your own living room into God's waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> That's their slogan on the brochure. Yeah. Yeah, they give it to you and you're like, oh, really? That's my <laughs> That's kind of tacky. Yeah, but look, you know, what are you going to do? Die in a hospital? That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> I'm going hospice. Anybody else? I'll do hospice. Hospice, hospice. is our winner. Yeah. All right, hospice. Send an email to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. And, uh, Please refer to yourself as hospice. <laughs> send email. She'll get you a prize for participating yes, in our Twitter game of the week tonight. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for doing that. Also, as mentioned during the Twitter game, don't forget you can go to adamandeve.com and use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And you get uh, tons of free stuff. You get 50% off. You get a bunch of gifts now. You get DVDs. You get free shipping. You name it. Just use coupon code BNARMY. And, and believe it or not, it's a great way to help us out. And what's great about that is you can get all that stuff for free in your order, then re-gift it as stocking stuffers, if you'll oh, excuse yeah. the term of the phrase, yeah. True that. stocking stuffer. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just say, hey, I got this uh, you know, lube for you. Did you just wink at me? 
Yeah. I was like, yeah. Because I meant, like, you're going to put it in my stocking, right? right? Yeah, cool. That's, that's, yeah. I was waiting for a gift. Yeah, you're going right, to stuff my stocking. Yeah. Right? yeah. All right. It's stuffing for everyone. Creepy. Yeah. You're you know? not the one who got winked at. Yeah, that's right. I know. <laughs> got a little J over it there. It was more of a nervous twitch about being stuffed. Uh, oh, ow. Yeah, you're ow. wincing. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, you're prematurely wincing. Yeah. It's all right. But whatever. It might, maybe it's a wink. <laughs> one man's wincing. <laughs> one man's wink is another man wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah JP, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Last first wince I've gotten in well. <laughs> All right, I think we're off next week for the Doe's um, Christmas party. Yeah. We're going to go hang out over there. So we'll be back after that with our second round of the Rogue game and where we'll find out who gets to go to uh, Rogue. Yeah, the, you know who's the guest uh, is the, the uh, world's youngest Cicerone, Angela Steele. Oh, that's right. A 21-year-old young lady uh, who's the youngest Cicerone wow. doing great things in the beer world already. She's coming out all the way from uh, Michigan. Den- uh, I think, oh, I thought it was Denver? Grand Michigan? Rapids, Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Okay, Grand there we go. Rapids, in studio, baby. All right, beautiful. Yeah. So tune in for that, and I think we're doing a little uh, beer education with her at the Hot Grenade, too. So stay tuned for that. Stuff. Cool. Wow. Uh, all right, well, thanks, everybody, and Tasty, I, I, hope, you, I hope we don't have to call hospice. Go ahead, JP. Janice Brown. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Bike Jog, join... Bike Jog? Wow. Bike Dog, joined us in the studio today. Check him out next time you cruise through Sacramento on your way away from Sacramento. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip and talk about beer and video games and boredom and cats. Both Warren and Doc were let out of the house to join us tonight. Thank you to their respective wifeys. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP had an amazingly full bladder consistently throughout the entire show. Beverly was drinking the same coals from the same tulip glass all show long. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's in my sky and